feels good to be back, man. I've been reading nothing but like, you know, news articles and, you know, feel good news articles and stuff like that over the past six weeks. But uh, one thing I wanted to share with you. <laughs> what's course, so funny about you have. Of course, you've been reading. Oh, just happy times with happiness. Oh, of course. <laughs> well, but one, one, one interesting statistic that I read over the past six weeks is that uh, did you know that 15 percent of women admit to having used vibrators, right? Only the other 85 percent buy them new. No. <laughs> Damn it. I thought I was going to start off strong <laughs> coming back. <laughs> like, wait a minute. That does, no, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> you had six weeks to come up with something. Six freaking weeks. I've been That's sitting here. I had. <laughs> I've been I, sitting on gold, but no. I know you've actually been coming up with show ideas, <laughs> with like sketches and like show structures for the next five weeks. And here I Chad, am making a stupid Chad, vibrator joke. <laughs> Chad Kroger inspires so much. But no, Mike's just thinking about vibrators, which is like a weird thing for a newly married man to be like thinking about. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> marital aids <laughs> like finally we're married so let's just boop, take that little <laughs> step away in the intimacy department and enjoy using used vibrator i'm so I'm like no. that's the joke it's a the play on words it's, no, it's it's a verb or an adjective I, I don't know one of them was misused in the there I think. the answer is yes adam <laughs> <Any? laughs> welcome back to skinny with mike and adam uh, episode 401 one you know adam so I, excited I, I know you're Even not the during... only one excited. I'm not the only one excited. Turns out, dude, like it's just you know, it's it's you know, the weekend before this episode comes out. Like a lot of people are excited. They, I, I keep seeing like lots of like billboards and like these big mm. adorned buildings, like talking about all oh, the resurrection is coming. And I'm like, yay, guys, we haven't been gone that long. We're I coming back, right? <laughs> I know. I mean, they're they're ready for us. They're ready <laughs> for us. The world is ready for the skinny to be resurrected. <laughs> According to a, a, a thing I read on the freeway, um, Jesus is coming. Mm -hmm. So um, get those vibrators ready. And <laughs> Buy them new, though. Buy them new. You never know where those used ones have been. <laughs> oh, so many months. I, I like like so much awfulness has happened on my end of things oh, God, that I why? need like it just this is what happens when we don't record apparently then I pay attention way too much to my own personal life and that's a bad <laughs> idea that's so terrible. I'll just well, well tell me so, about it and tell, how, so, how how have you been my friend I, I, I other than like you know talking on discord here and there like I I haven't really checked in on you I've been very busy with getting my wedding um you know sorted away helping my wife with you know uh, with the with making her plans of her beautiful uh, dream wedding come true, vision. The, vision. the vision, yeah, helping the vision come along. But I really <laughs> and I helped as well. You did. I helped as well. You were a big, so, you were a big help on Saturday and Sunday. I think I'm, I'll just Friday, run Friday. through. What, so when was the last day we recorded? It was the beginning of March. Yes, somewhere around March fifth or I, so. I believe so. Yes. Okay, so I think the first couple of weeks I did okay, um, but by the third week of March, um, that was when um, I my toddler 
poked me in the throat and said, what is that bump in your throat? You know, the typical male, you know, Adam's apple kind of thing. And I said, that's oh, that's my Adam's apple. apple. And then literally one day later, like I started getting the shooting pain uh, behind my Adam's apple. Um, it wasn't like a normal sore throat that you get when you're sick. It was just like this dull pain that just like, like grew and grew and grew. And by by Friday that week, I had like barely could swallow without like like the pain just going like it was always at a two or a three. And then like when I would swallow, which you know, you don't realize how many times you swallow in a day until you really notice it. And it's like, bam, up to 10 and then bam, down to two again. Oh my and God. so I, so I dealt with that for like three days afterwards. I didn't go to work cause I thought I was like really sick. So it was just like, I, I, I worked from home and then like, I eventually had to go to urgent care that Friday. Cause I'm like, I can't fucking live like this anymore. <laughs> so, uh, they were nice enough to put me on a little trial of, of, of steroids. I'd never been on steroids before. Whoa. So you weren't that buff when last time I saw you, did they? But now, <laughs> now I'm extremely buff. Wow. <laughs> so it was really weird. All like to start taking this one, like poked you in the throat. I, she's, she's got the cursing ability. It I mean, wasn't like she like, like punched me in the throat, bro. It wasn't like she punched me or anything. I just remember like vividly thinking like we were talking about my Adam's apple and now like it's very, very painful. So my child is officially either a demon or a Satan or one of those things. Cause she just has that control. He's been listening to a to lot cause of pain era by, by ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> so I did my, my, my five days of steroids and the, the bump, in my throat, whatever the hell it was, like I could, you could feel it gradually get less and less painful. And eventually by like day three or so, it's just like, it felt like, like I had a, a piece of boba stuck in my throat. It was, it, just, it, it felt like it was something chewable. I don't like know how to describe it. Like a congealed phlegm. Yes. That was just like there, but it didn't hurt as much, but it was definitely there. And then did they I, say what, the problem was no because you know the, i you know like the nurse used her cell phone camera to look inside my throat and was like well it looks kind of red but <laughs> <laughs> you know like these days they just book you with a telephone appointment so i talked to a doctor who was just like well you know could be a lot of things but you know let's try this first <laughs> i'm not gonna tell you and what it is <laughs> it could be a lot of things <laughs> you know could be nothing could be cancer the usual um so he's like if this doesn't work then of course you know have to send you for more imaging kinds of things. So by that Tuesday and the prednisone like being done, I was just like, it, like it was fine. It was manageable. It was like still slightly noticeable, but mostly fine. And then like two days were good. And then all of a sudden it was just like, Oh no, it's starting to come back by the end of that week. Oh my so God. I was just like, okay, well the, the, then you, the, the panic mode starts to come in and the wife is just like, you need to call that doctor. Again. You need to get it. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. I'm just going to wait it out. I'm just going to wait it out. And so like, like that, that weekend afterwards, um, like I had one day on that Saturday, we like went to SeaWorld and like this thing was, it had come back and was not as painful, but was still noticeable. And like, I totally sucked my energy dry. So I like went to SeaWorld and was just like, uh, uh, the whole time the we were there. I know. Like we've watched the dolphin show and I was just like, I'm just going to shut my eyes and take a little nap right here. Oh, boy. <laughs> and, and it was fine. I, and, and I did that. And then like, then I took a couple of Advil and, and 
it went away. And then <laughs> it stayed away for uh-huh. like two days. And then it slightly came back a couple of days later. And I was like, oh God, it's happening again. So I took two more Advil and I haven't had any problems since. Wow. So that was that was back on the like the 29th of April or of March that I took that Advil. And I was just like, okay, I, I think I'm okay. And luckily I was. And wow. I was just like worried because I'm like all I month got, long you've been dealing with that. It's <laughs> like I got a wedding coming up. I have like two days at Disneyland coming up with my family. And but luckily I was all better by then. And in the meantime, Iris got sick and you know, threw up all over her bed. And I told Mike that story about like, oh, she took her medicine and then threw up everywhere and there was like raisins in it and it was a big old mess. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> it was like Ugh. so there was that. Um and yeah, so, and then, you know, just, I'm basically, you know, homeless because, you know, my, my, both my dishwasher and my garbage disposal broke in the same week. So I might as well be like a dirty, destitute homeless person. I mean, <laughs> you, you just like, like just burn the house down at that point. That's but true. Luckily, luckily, uh, you know, a couple of weeks went by and those got fixed. So, okay. Good. So that was good. <laughs> so, so, I mean, think back though, like did, did your little list one touch the garbage disposal and or the dishwasher at all after it's very you? possible it's very possible like she, she is a has witch. that power we, we've established she is a witch. a witch and and the spirit of the, satan is processing through me listening to ghost and mm-hmm. being passed on to my children so you know there is all that so papa you know, emeritus <laughs> what have i done so that's where i stand now i'm healthy finally my garbage disposal works my dishwasher works as of this morning. As long as the, the children, dishwasher works, we can finally record. I went to Disneyland and the children were just not wonderful this time. Oof. Took the older one on Space Mountain. I got to show you that picture because it's hilarious. Oh, she Space looks, Mountain? Yes. It's dark I in finally, there. I finally dragged her on it and the, they took the picture at the end. And she's oh, just okay. like totally stone face. She <laughs> she rode the entire ride without making one single expression. Wow. <laughs> and like, I'm trying to tell like, oh, it's fun. It's dark, blah, blah, blah. And if she's I, like, just, just like quieter and quieter. And then we get on the ride and you know how you get to that point where like they move you forward and then mm-hmm. you're waiting for the ride to start. Mm-hmm. And I look over at her and she's just like bawling. <laughs> oh my <laughs> I was God. like, ah, damn it. It's okay. We're going to be fine. And then pew, you take off. And it's like, all right, let's have fun. <laughs> Adam, if I buy a, a, a little wavy haired blonde wig, can I just yes. go with you next time? Yes. Cool. We decided because she was the total shit about rides after that, that we're not taking her until she can appreciate it. All she yeah. wanted to do was stay on like the little kid rides. And we're like, these are so boring. Yep. At least the new ones aren't frightening. Like the old <laughs> ones are but, like the, like Mr. Toad's like, wild ride. <laughs> oh my God. That's so weird. But like the, the, the little mermaid one and the monsters ink one, like oh, these aren't the, frightening. You think the little mermaid one's frightening? No, I said it's, they're not frightening. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, like the old ones, like oh, the right, right, right. Snow White one and the Alice in Wonderland and the Winnie the Pooh one. Like, yeah, what is going on here? Castle, yeah. <laughs> um, so like, but that was all she wanted to stay on. And of course, you know, Iris can't get on anything fun either. And everything mm-hmm. was fucking broken down at California Adventure when we got there. So that didn't help. <laughs> so at least so it wasn't. By Avengers, uh campus i've been wanting well like, we my zoe and we I walked like, in i really wanted to go into avengers campus 
we walked in during like right before Spider-Man started and we're like, oh, hey, we're setting up for Spider-Man. Like, oh, this will be fun. And then Don realized, oh, I, I left my backpack and my phone and my wallet all back at the bench we were sitting on, like on the whole other end of the park. So Hell she left <laughs> and, and was like, okay, she'll come back. Like, and the show will be going. And then Spider-Man came out, climbed up the wall, did a cartwheel, did a really cool jump and flip thing, and then climbed down the wall. And it was over all in four minutes, four minutes, four minutes of a Spider-Man show. Mm. Hey, he's, he's was, a busy guy, dude. You've seen, you've seen Avengers Endgame. He has to go with his Avenger friends to save well, the I mean, world. And he's like attaching himself to like pulley systems to climb up the wall. Like, like mm-hmm. we can see the pulley system, dude. Like they're not even trying to hide it. Uh, well, <laughs> it's this giant thick, you know, rubber rope yeah. it's not like a thin kind of thing to make it look cool and he's just like is he at least like pretending to climb the, the rope to make it seem like it's his web no he like like pretends like he's climbing up the wall while the rope is is pulling him up and i was just like okay that's fine i can get into this but then it was over after he he like did one flip and then climbed down the wall and then like all the the workers come out and they're like, keep moving, people. We got to move out of this area. Like, Wait, it's over. Wow, the magic of Disneyland being yelled at by cast members. I know. So, I mean, other than that, the cast members were very friendly and helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was it. And then, like, we were, it was so freaking crowded. But and you didn't go of, inside the actual campus itself? No. I mean, that was the extent of it because there was so many people in there. Yeah. And if there's any rides. And all of the, like, even the lightning lane stuff was like, all right, like do your lightning lane and then wait three hours till you can go on the line mm-hmm. or go on the ride. And so it was just like, this isn't, this isn't working. This, there's something not right about this. So I was so happy to finally leave, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, the Monday and Tuesday, you, you would never guess that Monday and Tuesday would be like the, the packed house days, but they were, well, that's what everybody thinks. And then like it, every day that you go, it's like the busiest fucking day ever. You I would know. think it's like it's resurrection dope. day of the skinny with Mike and Adam, you know, I know everybody's here. All <laughs> 75,000 of you. So I appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. And then all in that, in that meantime, my mom out of nowhere messages me on messenger and says, are you and Mike still doing the podcast <laughs> out of nowhere? <laughs> the first time I've talked to her about the podcast since at least 20, 12 <laughs> right yeah and i, I i'm sure I'm, I'm sure there are very few people who were listening back in 2012 who are listening now but if you don't know adam's mom not a fan <laughs> not a fan from she doesn't even like adam ago. bringing it up but uh, <laughs> so why did she ask did you ask her i don't know she just goes into her weird things where out of nowhere she just starts messaging me how are you doing what is up with you and the job and the family? And I'm just like, Oh, that's fine. Whatever. And then just, she seemed like she asked it like in a, like, Oh really? You're still doing that stupid (laughs) podcast? No, no. It was more of a, well, at least you have something enjoyable to do. And I was just like, yeah. Pathetic (laughs) use of potential. I, I just totally was just like, yeah, we just passed our 400th episode. And and that was that was that (laughs) adam don't talk to me about your podcast ever again (laughs) it was bizarre that is strange so anyway that was i think that was the extent there it is april 3rd are you still doing the podcast with mike and i said yep just got to episode 400 wow that's so cool how's your life other than living the dream 
<laughs> Whoa, that was that was snooty. And, you know, and the L and the D in living the dream are capitalized. Whoa. And, and there's a heart there. I, I don't know. And it's, it's it's an exclamation point, not a question mark. I don't know. It's just. It's Does she mean living the dream, as in like, hey, you have a be- you have a beautiful house and a beautiful family I think, and a, and a beautiful I don't think it's white. I don't suburb. think it's just. I don't think it's just my podcast reaching four hundred. That's not living the dream for okay. most people. <laughs> I hope not. I hope she didn't mean it like, oh wow, stupid podcast is four hundred. Not wow. I know what legends. <laughs> <laughs> like at least in the meantime of this podcast, I've given her two grandchildren yes. for her to move 200 miles away from yes. and have limited contact. Yes. So, so, so like that's my, good. Like my mother. Yeah. Well, that wasn't her choice. <laughs> so I didn't want to spend 15 minutes talking about this because there's so much other things that we could be talking about, like but um, there was a wedding that we experienced. And I, I think unless you had like many other, life altering things like I did happen hmm. in the last six weeks. But I just realized like, you know, we can't stop doing this or else like I, all I do is pay attention to my life. And that's, that's not healthy. Yeah. And that's la- not next, a healthy thing. Next time you pay attention to your life, what other body part is going to require you to take prednisone and other steroids <laughs> Who knows? To manage? Who knows? I never thought I could take that stuff. And it was, it was great. I highly recommend it. <laughs> my ex mother-in-law used to take that shit regularly. Wow. Well, it's yeah. great. All it does is take away all your pain and make mm. you feel better. <laughs> you don't want none of this drug. <laughs> I mean, it frightened me when they mentioned it. Cause I was like, ah, I don't want to be on that, but five mm-hmm. days, I guess I could try. Well, I'm glad to determine doing... if I have cancer or not. Yeah. I'm glad you're doing well now. That's, that's, that's so weird that like she just touched it. And then like, you have the most sensitive Adam's apple that's ever existed, dude. I guess so. I'd like to believe it was just a bad cold, but I've never had a cold like that or, mm. you know, I didn't have any other COVID symptoms. Right. And so I didn't, you know, test myself, but I could have. I mean, everyone Maybe knows the most common COVID symptom is that your throat explodes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just beat that stealth Omicron, man. So mm. stealth. <laughs> it hides under the surface. <laughs> <laughs> right behind the Adam's apple. <laughs> so what's awesome is that your wedding finally started? Oh my gosh, we had <laughs> the wedding. Oh my gosh, and so, it was so beautiful. And you know, there's it not. Was... Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I said it was. It oh, was so beautiful. Like, did, was... did you get to? Did you have you reached the point where you're like, I don't want to like look at the pictures or watch the video because my memories of it are better than anything else that could possibly have been. <laughs> well, I do have lots of pleasant <laughs> memories of it. And uh, so, so for context, uh, mine and my wife's wedding uh, was on uh, April 9th. We're recording this on April 16th, just a week later. Uh, we, still, we still haven't received uh, our, our touched up photos or um, the last time we heard from the videographer was a couple of days ago. And he just sent us some music tracks that he and his company um, were like, you know, it's like, oh, you know, because they can't use licensed music so I was like oh we found some music that like we can use for the for the wedding mm. so my wife and i were just reviewing that letting me know what our, what our favorites were so uh we're still waiting on like you know the good photos but uh in the meantime we've been looking at um, photos that people have sent us people so uh, photos that were shared on social media um yes so photos that were like um, um compiled from an app called the guest where um a, a bunch of your a bunch of your guests like you know sign up for it, and then anytime they take a picture of the wedding like it all compiles to there so it's all in one spot so 
we've just we just been kind of enjoying those and um you know and i've been looking at them every day because like i'm still on the high of how beautiful it was um, right you know and if you're listening to this audience if you're like mike get over yourself like well no it, if don't. you're yeah if you're if you don't know like the wedding was a themed wedding and uh it was a high fantasy theme where i uh the groom was dressed like an elven lord and i had like golden ear cuffs and a and a beautiful custom-made crown and a beautiful like custom-made royal outfit that was hand-stitched from a, a seamstress in the ukraine a couple days a couple years ago and then my wife was a fairy queen with beautiful wings that like tuck into a corset that she was wearing um and she like she had these like beautiful pastels on and she had this beautiful wig and a beautiful headdress and and just adornments everywhere and this is all diy by the way so like the and the, and the dress was handmade from a from like a cosplayer um like she like she makes mm. yeah she makes um I, I think i might have said this on the show at one point but like the the seamstress who made my wife's dress also made the dress for ash costello's wedding Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and I showed that I I, I, I took that picture from social media and showed Adam and was like, hey, check it out. Your 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 kind of wife is getting married, and and like the person <laughs> who made this dress is going to make Erica's dress. So uh, so that so that's pretty cool. And so I mean, not only was our outfits like custom made and you know themed, but the wedding itself it was themed as well. So like we had this beautiful garden wedding that matched, like you know, kind of made it made it look like. Um, you know that we were in like the uh, a fairy a fairy garden or something and like we encouraged some of our guests to um you know admittedly i i didn't think too many people were going to participate in the like dressing up but like you know some of the little kids were your beautiful daughters were came, came as like, i know. You know had little bee wings on and they were so freaking right. cute luckily we found them at the yard sale earlier that morning <laughs> yeah so <the laughs> cool little last minute uh, addition to their to their outfits but yeah so they got to participate and like the reception area each table was like again custom themed themed by my wife and put together by me mm-hmm. <laughs> a couple of those were yeah, you, you, and, you and helped, many many other people yeah, there was absolutely. a lot of other people that helped but yeah there was what seven tables seven and, tables uh, together yeah there were so many pieces that mm-hmm. went into it and it was crazy. But yeah. at when the sun went down and the lights came on, they oh all looked great. And the, the candles the, were lit too, like on each of the tables. Oh my gosh. But uh, right. each of the tables, like to give you an idea, like there's a garden theme and a nature theme and a Gothic theme and so on and so forth. And, and Bohemian, like a, I made the Bohemian table. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> and then I did the Indian table. That's the, the Oh, that's right. The, the Asian Indian. Yeah. But that was uh, a lot easier. Yeah. It was, there wasn't too much of that one. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so give it, give it to the dumbest one in the, in the wedding party. <laughs> put the, but, the bloody wood album art up on that one. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, we put the vinyl on there. <laughs> But oh my gosh, it was like, awesome. Like, like other than um, <laughs> other than the fact that like uh, you know my wife was on two hours of sleep that day because uh, literally she, <laughs> she was, was out like foraging for for uh, for plants the night before. Even though I so many plants specifically, like I I really really didn't want her to be out that late. But you know she had to get the plants and like you know the fresh plants. <laughs> she, had to, she had to go out to the to the woods and mm-hmm. find plants. <laughs> but like the fresh plants really like added that extra fairy. touch to those to those tables. So like in a way like. I mean, they were beautiful, but I just wish she got, she was able to get more sleep. But because of did that, she, she ever, did she ever get to sleep is the real question. I mean, that night she did, but <laughs> she slept very well, but, uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, but, you know, other than the fact that she was on two hours of sleep, so she arrived a little bit late 
uh, uh, Zoe and I arrived at the venue at the time that we were that we planned to be, so that we can get started on um, the decorating and stuff like that. We had we had you uh, show up there as well. Uh, my mother in law showed up, um, and then our friends Melissa and her and her boyfriend Ralston were were there as well. Um, oh yes, uh, I think a few more people showed up as well. But you know, over over time, eventually. Uh, my wife came as well and was the, pretty much the manager of everything, to, you know, because this is this is her vision. She worked very hard on all of this stuff, but you know, so there was a lot of stress going on there, and I was just very worried. I was very worried about her the entire day. But um, <laughs> Mike was keeping his cool very well, doing my best. Yeah. So, <laughs> so because of all that stuff, because of the delays and stuff, the actual ceremony was about ninety minutes late. Maybe a little bit more, but uh, <laughs> and it happens, but that's okay. Yeah, it, it does. So we had to fast forward some of the things to, um, you know, it, afterwards. Like we shortened the cocktail hour, uh, and then we just and we just had like a reduced uh, reception. So like I, I feel like the reception was very very short, and like, I would have liked more <laughs> well, time. Well, you know, the the DJ was ready to get out of there at nine thirty. So oh, actually, just, the, he was like. <laughs> But uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I just remember thinking like, all right, we just started, and he's like, all right, guys, last song. <laughs> well, actually, that's oh, the, yeah, the, the city ordinance. Like, we had to like stop the music and right. stuff like around ten o'clock. So, so we scheduled it to to end the music to end at uh, nine thirty, so people could start getting home. Sorry, my dog is asleep in here dreaming. <laughs> dog barking. What do dogs <laughs> dream of, Adam? But uh, <laughs> just I don't know random things so i mean that's fairies so that's i mean i dream of fairies too but uh uh <laughs> you know that's that's the reason why we've been off for the last for the last uh six weeks so, yeah, i've been hel- helping my wife with the wedding planning and setting things up and you know working on projects and thankfully like my brother-in-law is here staying with us still and he's uh you know he's been helping erica a lot with um projects and building stuff and you know, and we broke his staff. <laughs> we broke his staff. That's not that 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 is exactly what it sounds like. We were yes, playing, playing with his staff, and his staff broke. And, we were playing lightsabers know. in the groom suite, and we broke <laughs> my know. brother-in-law's <laughs> wizard staff. No, he he wasn't. When he was in there, he like glue gunned it back together, and it seemed to be better. <laughs> and it worked. Yeah. He was very careful. That would have been awful coming down the aisle, and it's just like <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the top of it falls right off. I know it was literally made out of a tree branch. Yeah. And then with like a thing glued on that he said was 3D printed. Yeah, Uh, it was. It looked like an orb and it like lit up and everything. It was intense. And then like, unfortunately, Mike was the one that asked me to like to unsheath it. Cause I don't know, we were, we were playing and we're having a good time (laughs) and he's like, go ahead and unsheath the staff, Adam. And then I did. And the top just bloop (laughs) fell right off. I was like, oh man, how are we going to describe this to our friends now? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, everything worked out. And I, and I think it got damaged in the, in, in the, in the move, but, uh, but yeah, we had a whole, to, to give you an idea, folks, like we had a whole moving trucks worth of decor and supplies and like everything that we needed for the wedding, it was all in a moving truck <laughs> that my wife yes. rent, that my wife rented for uh, a few days. But ah, uh, but I, but I, I know I thanked you in person, Adam. But like I again, like I can't. The, the more I think about the wedding, like the more I think about like how amazing you've been. Like with not, not only just letting me take some time off, but like you were there like for two days, helping to set up and helping with whatever we needed. You know, we had some other friends as well that I'd, you know, I want to, I can't thank enough, you know, thank you for the listeners for 
the patience. Uh, I know, I know we have some, <laughs> no, I know we have some like, you know, some, uh, some friends who listen to this and like your dog is like really, <laughs> really <laughs> enjoying this conversation. But, uh, you know, we, we've had some, we have some friends who listen to this, who like really enjoy having the show every week and that consistency. But, uh, you know, thank you for, for giving, being patient with you know, the show, letting me have this time off. It's very important time off that we needed. And, um, but you know, I, I, I'm very lucky to have a friend like you, Adam, too. You know, it's not just, a lot of people who would do that for me, you know, just don't do it again. That's all I can ask. I promise we won't have another <laughs> wedding to that extent ever again, <laughs> but we will have some like, you know, five, 10 year, like vow renewals and you're not off the hook oh, man. for that. I'll start planning now. <laughs> start okay. taking the time. 20. Off. So is it 2025 or 2027 that, <laughs> that will be? <laughs> well, you know, I was talking about it with my wife and I was like, well, now we have a marriage anniversary and then we have a wedding anniversary too. <laughs> exactly. So I, you know, it gets whole, complicated now. Yeah. The whole point of the marriage anniversary is that, that we, we wanted to keep that date as our anniversary. So I think we're going to probably going to go forward, start celebrating um, that day, which is October 17th. So I, okay. I'd say plan for 2025 for a vow renewal. Okay, cool. Erica should probably start planning now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> she should start getting dressed now. Yeah, and then we'll, we'll be sure. we'll be ready. <laughs> if she gets if she gets dressed now, she'll be on time for the twenty twenty five hour renewal. Yeah. <laughs> and since I listened to all the podcasts in three year intervals, I'll listen back to this one in twenty twenty five. Already planning ahead for that yep. for that day. Okay, Absolutely. cool. I'm yeah. ready. So I mean that's so old. That's uh, kind of what I've been up to for the last six weeks. You know, (laughs) it doesn't sound like a lot when you compare to how much you know Adam was talking about. But you know, I I didn't go to Disneyland. I would have loved to go to Disneyland, (laughs) but no, also like no honeymoon or anything. You know, we um, we spent a lot of money on this wedding, and you know, we got some money back, but you know, it's not enough to recoup it. But but you know, we have a lot of time to go on vacation as a couple, so we'll probably you know. We'll probably go on a, a vacation sometime soon and, you know, symbolically call it our honeymoon. But uh, yeah, there you go. other than that, I've, I've, I've been, we've been happy and we've been. Uh, I don't think you guys have relaxed. ever been on. You guys have ever been on a vacation together? <laughs> I no. Trying to think. Like, I don't think you've never even been like, let's go down to San Diego for a weekend. I, maybe. No. <laughs> I think like this wedding is like the 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 only thing that counts is a vacation and it was like a working vacation. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. But, okay. uh, well, no, but we've been due. You guys have been together for a long time. It's time yeah. to take a vacation with each other. <laughs> I know. I know. We, we, we definitely need to prioritize that in the, in the near future, but, uh, I'm happy that we, I, I don't know what the term is. Like, I, I don't want to use the term like, Oh, it's behind us now. But like, I'm happy that like it's it's it, it's done it and it was successful and it was my it was my wife's vision come to life and she was happy like you know eventually after the once the ceremony happened like she was happy and like <laughs> the guests were you know <laughs> after all, the ceremony beforehand everything was wrong <laughs> I know oh I, I mean a couple hours before the ceremony like I wasn't able to see her because she was just in the That's she was right. just in the bridal suite and like I I I couldn't go see her you know. But uh, Mike just paced around in his crown and his elven ears. You and, should uh, see me in the crown. 
<laughs> no, we're not going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I can't wait to see the photos. I can't wait to see video. Hey, maybe that's an incentive for people to come to our Discord page. I'll I'll share some. Uh, I'll share some of that once it's uh once it's available. But I shared like a couple pictures that I screenshotted from some social media over there. But so I hope you guys uh you know enjoy them when they're when they're ready. But you know it was it was it was it was a beautiful day in the making, and I'm just glad. Uh, everything turned out the way it should have turned out and it's uh happy happy to move on to the next thing yes it, we always knew it would mm-hmm. but yeah it was pretty fun and i think that's everything i think so there was a lot of chaos that happened you know but i think we're gonna be okay yeah now that we're back now, now that back. we're back <laughs> now that we're back folks we should let you know too to look forward to um the the next five episodes of the skinny with Mike mm-hmm. and Adam. Adam, what is, are we doing in the next five episodes and why are we is, doing this? This is all an undertaking that flashed in my head of like, Hey guys, did you know that the gaslight anthem decided to get back together out of nowhere? I guess that, that was another huge announcement that we didn't get to talk about and was very surprising. Yeah, We um, missed a lot of big news and resurrections and deaths. Right. That was somewhere in the midst of my like cancer scare. I remember experiencing this whole thing. Um, <laughs> so it was hard to be excited about it at the same time because I was like dying internally. Um, but yeah, Brian Fallon took to the tweets, mm-hmm. said that the band decided to get back together, which was completely surprising for me to hear. Um, Did we ever think that? It was going to happen other than like no. a few festival stuff. I, I didn't think so, especially after like he's, you know, the podcast we've listened to where he said even the, uh, you know, uh, 10 year anniversary thing in 2018 was not a very fun experience as well. Right. And I just like, like, uh, first of all, I'm surprised he still wants to tour because he sounds like he hates it. Second <laughs> of all, it sounded like the band had no interest in making Gaslight Anthem music anymore. So, but Apparently, according to another article that Mike posted, which was very helpful to understand, he uh, took some reminiscing time during COVID to watch documentaries on bands that have been around forever and ever and started to get that little bit of an itch to get that band back together and started talking to Benny Horowitz, the drummer, which I had no idea was like, that that was kind of the driving creative force with the band was the two of them working together on like the, the bones of the songs. Right. And then bringing in the other guys, you, which was, I don't know, surprising in a weird way. Cause the, the whole time I was thinking like, I mean, yeah, the band can get back together, but I'm sure Benny Horowitz has disappeared from the face of the planet. He just <laughs> doesn't exist anymore, <laughs> but there he was. And so he said he took four songs to him and said, if it doesn't work, if it doesn't feel right, then we're just going to scrap this whole idea. Mm-hmm. But apparently it worked. It felt right. And then we got a bizarre picture of them standing in water and <laughs> announcing that the band baptismals. <laughs> I guess so. And then the band is back together. Here's our tour dates for Europe. And I was like, oh, they're only in Europe. And then like a week later, here's our tour dates for America. And bam, poor Daniel doesn't get to go. But Mike and I get to go. Mm. Mike and I get to go to a show in September. Where are we going to see the Gaslight Anthem? There's only one place we can go see the Gaslight Anthem. Apparently the mother effing Hollywood Palladium where I've seen so many artists Mm -hmm. over, you know, three shows 
that I went to, <laughs> but <laughs> I've seen Nickelback. I've seen Jerry Cantrell. I saw Default. I saw uh, Audio Slave. I saw um, Alkaline Trio, Thrice and Rise Against, and Accidentally. Band, accidentally seeing Rice, <laughs> or the Gaslight Anthem in 2008. Mm. And now we're coming full circle, baby. Almost exactly... 14, 14 years to the day <laughs> we're gonna go see him and i was just like this is the only show i want to go to mm. like if this if this band were to get back together this is the only thing to get me actually excited to see live music again mm-hmm. so i was just like mike we're going i'm gonna and they're like oh here's the, the pre-sale password and pre-sale is going I'm like all right got i got my tickets like it's been like three minutes but mm-hmm. i got my tickets <laughs> <laughs> After confirming with Mike and Erica, who will also be joining me, yes, me and my wife are great. joining you as well. My wife also, so we'll, uh, my wife also a Gaslight slash Brett, Gas, uh, Brian Fallon fan, but not a fan of his voice, oddly enough. But anyway, that's a story for September, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like it was a complete one eighty of things because we we left Local Honey in twenty twenty, being like, all right, this is th- this is just a pause. Mm-hmm. In 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 the storyline of the local honey saga, there's going to be another album by the end of the year, or at least in 2022 at the latest. Oh yeah, and then this ha- was, this and happens. He's been pretty consistent since 2016, right? And so like you know, since it was- 2007, he's been pretty consistent. Oh, there was that too, but I mean, like, I meant like as a solo project, like he's he's been pretty oh, consistent. Yeah. And and then if he, there was all this downtime from like canceled shows from during like the local honey tour and stuff like that, so mm-hmm. like, he's got to have new music in the bank. Turns out he does right. have new music, but it's for another project. Yeah. <laughs> so, he, so he said that they'll probably be recording late this year. So, a early 2023 release mm, is so what excited. we're looking at, and it's going to be heavily, heavily, heavily scrutinized. Mm. And I wish we would have had a new album by the time our show comes along. That yeah. would have been awesome. But it's okay. But, I mean, like it's a perfect time to. Um, reintroduce the audience to the hits, get people excited, and you know, of yes. course, Brian the Brian Fallon Chuckle Hour is going to be fun, you know. But uh, that should be interesting. Yeah, and he gets uh, to tell stories about like Gaslight, and like you know, he he gets to banter with the band now, which is you know. But he won't tell stories about the songs. Oh no, he won't tell stories about the songs. Who in the audience tell, would want to listen to that? You know, he'll tell random stories about a you know Volkswagen Bug that he saw in 1987 that was. <laughs> Six different colors. I don't know. I bet there will be a story like that. <laughs> anyway, here's here comes my man. <laughs> I wrote this song after I saw a Volkswagen bug. It's called Spirit of Jazz. <laughs> oh, fuck that song. I'm so excited. Yeah, if, 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 if they happened to play that song, you know, I would just pass out right there on the floor, but yeah. it's not going to happen. Legit dead. Um, probably. Like, like, like warn your insurance, like your life insurance company, this is the day we die. It's just so interesting because I, I always think of like, man, do I want to be like pressed up with a bunch of people hearing these songs? Like I do this when I listen to any music mm-hmm. and it's like, but if it's the Gaslight Anthem or a Brian Fallon track, I will be in any environment mm-hmm. and enjoy my time there. And regardless of how old I get. So, you know, that yeah. scene in uh, the, that the ending scene in Terminator two where T 1000 is going down in that fucking lava pit and it's like giving the yes. thumbs up. That's us. Yes. That, that's, that's that's us, us at, the, at our at, final Brian Fallon show. <laughs> like, hey, everybody, I'm, I'm playing the show at the Smelting Chamber. That's not, that's not a nickname. It's a real Smelting Chamber. 
<laughs> like, yes, we're all, and the whole crowd is just lowered into the lava pit. <laughs> this has anyway, been great. This is, be, this is behold the hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm nervous, obviously, with any potential Brian Fallon news. I never know what to expect. And if I get my heart broken, I will, I will be hurt beyond repair. But we came at together. The same time, I know. I think I'm going to move to California. I bet he's going to play that song and that would be hmm. okay with me. I'd like and that. That's what song. I kind of thought. Like it would just be the hits. So eh, whatever. Yeah. They usually can put on like an hour and a half set. So super excited for that. Oh my God. That's probably like the biggest news that uh, came out in the last mm-hmm. like six weeks as far as, you know, stuff that is concerning with us, with our, you know, with our show. But like, oh my gosh, it's been a, a another crazy amount of like deaths and, and like, other stuff. Oh my gosh. So we, I mean, like, do we want to get into any of this at all, or do you want to? Yeah, I mean, I, I did listen to that Dream Widow album, mm-hmm. which was Dave Grohl's like death metal soundtrack for a um, a horror movie that the band did mm. last year called like Metal Six 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 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a decent album, but it's but it's supposed to be like. Like the band went into the studio when they recorded Medicine at Midnight or whatever the hell that terrible album from last year was that won a bunch of Grammys for some reason. <laughs> um, but like, but they, and you know, this was like the, the legend of the studio being haunted. Um, Cause they were at like one of those crazy houses in Hollywood. And then like, they found these tapes and like nobody had heard these tapes. And then it turned out like all these tapes were recorded by a band that was here recording and the lead singer went crazy and murdered the entire band and himself so this was supposed to be like this is the album that they were in the middle of working on so okay it's it's fun to listen to it's a whole different side of dave grohl it's not great but it's fun to listen to um and then like literally the day it comes out the drummer of foo fighters ends up dead (laughs) like the the timing felt strange yeah taylor hawkins uh passed away uh the end of march i believe it was right I forgot the exact date. It was the same day that that album came out. So okay. I think it was the, so it was the Friday, 25th. So, yeah, that, that sounds I'm, right. But yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Dude. And, and I think I remember he was like age 50, 50. Yeah, he was 50. Oh my Turned God, out there so was a young, lot, man. a lot of substances in his system. And uh, he had a long history of substance abuse issues and like almost got kicked out of the band because of them back in the day. Um, and yeah, That's so obviously one of my influential drummers from from the aughts yeah it wasn't like in my early stages of discovering music but he was definitely like like the foo fighters became a band that i listened to even though i didn't d- enjoy a lot of them but i always enjoyed their singles and i enjoyed his drumming quite a bit yeah i mean foo fighters were one of the biggest rock bands of the aughts right you can't mm-hmm. you can't learn drums without you know looking at a band like that as an influence because taylor hawkins mm-hmm. like you know whether whether or not you like foo fighters or not you gotta admit like that that that, that drumming incredible oh yeah it was very it very much stood out so yeah losing like losing that dude was tough i know i saw them live i think in 2011 at the forum and uh yeah the the dude could freaking play he he, he would always sing a led zeppelin song and he sounded straight like robert plant sounded great oh, wow. i forgot which song he would always do but um yeah and i know he did like a ton of other side project stuff <clears throat> so big time talent don't do drugs kids 
It's a bad idea. Yeah. Don't mix your your antidepressants with heroin. It's a bad idea. I, I don't know why people even think that's a thing they should try to do. <laughs> yeah, not a good aye, aye. thing. But um, I mean, shortly after that, the lead singer of Too Close to Touch. That was a shock. Dies right? as well. Uh, at the Man, tender and- age of like, oh my God, was he still in his Could- 20s? Jeez, he must have been a child still. Oh my gosh. I mean, that band kind of, that was like 2015, 2016 when they were. Yeah, when they first kind of like hit the scene. Yeah. Right. Let's see. I'm bringing up Wikipedia here. Yeah, 15 and 16 was their two albums. And yeah, we, we, I enjoyed those albums. Yeah. Those EPs were like, what's going on? And I remember like when the fourth volume of those EPs came out in 2020, he went to Twitter and was just like, you guys are so wonderful, man. We got the best fans that ever lived. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah. And there's there's a lot of like good stuff in those, like in that four EP, uh, Keaton Mm -hmm. Pierce is his name, but, um, he had acute pancreatitis according to Wikipedia. What a shame. Which is usually something brought on by like, I mean, usually I hear about it being from alcohol related things, but it could be related to other things. Mm-hmm. It could be, but you know, Yikes. you can only speculate. Like, you know, we're not involved with the band or anything like that, but like that, mm-hmm. that's a damn shame. Like, you know, I mean, it, 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 too close to touch was a band that like, you know, we didn't talk about them a lot. Right. But like whenever we did, it was always like, Oh yeah. You know, they have some good songs and you know, stuff like that. Oh, there's, mm-hmm. these EPs are really cool, but you know, so it's just a shame that like just, a, you know, a, a massive talent like that is just taken away from the world for, you know, seemingly no reason, but uh, no. it, I think the band is still trying to be active. There's only the two other guys left. Yeah, there's but, only so much, though. I mean, it, I mean, if I was the band, I'd just be like, you know what? I think maybe we should just call it quits. As far as like this iteration of what this band is, like maybe we should just mm-hmm. call it quits. You know. So that was unfortunate, and then there was another death somewhere in there too, right? Oh boy, how can we? Keep, uh, well, I mean, just this past week, uh, just this past week, yes. Tim Ferrick, the bassist of uh, Dance Gavin Dance, suddenly passed away again. What the heck? That was completely unannounced. Again, another relatively young person, mm-hmm. right? He can't be. He can't be more than forty-ish. No, he's. At this I, point. I, I, yeah, I believe everyone in Dance Gavin Dance are like in their early to mid thirties. Yeah. So. um I mean, obviously, the, the, the bass in Dance Gavin Dance has also been very prominent. Mm-hmm. I, but I never, I could never remember the dude's name because the other guys always stood out. And, and well, now he, I'll he's never been like the him. face of the band, right? But, he's, but his right. presence was always like, um, was always uh, important, right? You right. always heard those bass lines. And, you know, and he was like active in the band like for a little bit, like, I, like during the Kurt Travis years, I think he was like kind of. I think he was the I think he was the bassist for um yeah, like 09 happiness. And, 09 to 2010 and then he was off in 2011 and then and then he came back when Tillian joined the band I believe. Right? <clears throat> yeah. So yeah. so he's been so, the he's been the the bassist pretty much for like the latter half of the band. But uh but I don't know other any other projects that he might have been involved in. He was in Wolf like Bear with, as well. Oh man. I kind of like that band too. Yeah, so, so that's it, a, it's just frustrating. You know, you got to imagine like everybody in Dance Gavin Dance and everybody involved with like Will Swan and Will Swan or Swancore, whatever the album's called. Um, it's a uh, Blue Swan Records. It, you know, they they commingle and they collaborate with one another. So you know, I'm, I'm, 
I'm sure it's not just Wolf and Bear as well. Like he's probably been mm-hmm. in other things as well. That we're just we're just not privy to. But it's just been a crazy month of just losing big names in the in the scene. And you know this right. and not not to like undermine the human beings who've died, but you know we're going to talk about lights in a little bit. But like she just lost her 18 year old cat. So it's Damn, like who apparently was like huge on the social media. Like oh yeah, became, she like you, you uh, the, mo- the month of the cat's birthday, <clears throat> she would do these uh, these posts called the Daily Stanley, where she, you know lights a tiny a tiny woman would hold this fucking <laughs> chonker of a cat over her head <laughs> and take a picture of it. It's, oh but, my god! Uh, yeah, it's just it's just the, the music scene at least has been just kind of devastated like week after week. It seems seems like just with people losing people and unexpected deaths and overdoses and uh, don't do drugs like don't do drugs i hope that ferrick wasn't doing drugs i mean all the other like will swan tillian they're all like 34 36 mm-hmm. so i'm sure ferrick was right around that age right there's something questionable obviously something in the water you know, it's not just that and this is right off the right after the drama of um of, of the drummer Matt Mingus like having to co- go to rehab like because he right like, was completely I guess fucking better. wasted at a show yeah, he seems to be doing better now I've been following him on um, <laughs> sorry sorry I'm just bringing up Lights's Twitter with this fucking cat oh. what the hell that is Isn't not that, a cat it's that a is some sort panther. of I, I don't that's like a Wolverine right, <laughs> right. there with just like she's just photoshopped photoshopped a cat's head on it <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is going on? I mean, when Lights isn't writing music, she also doubles as a lion tamer, apparently. <laughs> what? No way. Okay. Well, she is a tiny person. She so is a tiny, that... tiny young woman. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So it's, it's, it's just scene news has been just going crazy with, you know, deaths and, you know, bands getting back together. It's just what what a time for us to take a break, right? I think. And then I almost died in the meantime. My house almost like just fell to disrepair. <laughs> it was just like, like so many bad things happened uh, to me mostly. Right. But <laughs> I think the universe needed to balance out because like, you know, the most amazing thing happened to me last week. So like, I think That's I took true. all of that good mojo from other people. What I think that? you're right about that. <laughs> Were you listening? Sorry, you listening that, was, to that was lights. I'm listening to lights. <laughs> She's got this video where she's sliding through a RV and her under boob is showing. Oh so yeah, I just got I got sidetracked by that. Okay. <laughs> do you need some time? Do you need do you need to take a break? Then you oh, need I'm, time I'm done. I'm, I'm I'm already done. Nice. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Record time. <laughs> <laughs> it was only an eight second clip, so you know I only had so much time. Yeah, but you, <clears throat> you, that was like double the time you needed. You had like you you you, you finished, and then you went through the whole refractory period. <laughs> Adam, speaking of ready again, do you want to talk about some new albums you've been listening to? I have like 17 albums that I absorbed. No, more than that. I have over 20 albums that I absorbed during this time. Talk (laughs) about a few new releases, the albums that we missed in March and uh, in the beginning of April. Um, In all honesty, I don't have too much to talk about for some of these, but we'll just pass pass through them, right? And then I do have a, a lot to say about a couple of them. Uh, let's go okay. in alphabetical and then um, release order, uh, starting with the albums of March 11th. We listened to Age Birch, Ghosts, yes. and uh, Wolves at the Gate. Did you listen to anything else besides that? Uh, not Wolves at the Gate. Okay. I, I'm not, I, I can't listen to any more bands with 
wolves in their name. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's too many of them. There's way too much. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about Age Birch, the, the long-awaited, I guess, debut album from uh, formerly yeah. of Onward, Onward, etc. Uh, yes. Roscoe, who, who, is a, who is a musician that we interviewed back in 2015 at Warp Tour. Uh, he's a traveling musician, it turns out. And uh, he was a fascinating person to talk to. And uh, uh, shortly after we did his interview, he, sh- he shared on his socials that like, hey, everybody, I'm changing the name to Age Birch because I feel like this better reflects the music. That was like 20, 2017, Something I think like he made that, that change. Yeah. It's been a while. But uh, yeah, this is his first album since the name change. And the album's called I Hope This Finds You Well. It's uh, it's a it's the genre is a term that we've been throwing around on our Discord, uh, the mm-hmm. dark country. But uh, Adam, right. what did you what you think of this one? Alt alt country. I wouldn't I wouldn't put in the gothic country vibe so much, but goth country. But it's it's right up there with everything we've been kind of listening to and really enjoying. I, I really like this one. I know I haven't listened to it for a few weeks here. Yeah. Our listener but, uh, Tom think, has been kind of turning us on to a lot of like the alt country stuff. Right. And I think I gave it a nine out of 10. Wow. And then I went back and, and re-listened to Sonder On from 2014 under the Onward Etc. name. And that album is phenomenal still. Yeah. I'm just like, it. it's like, I don't understand why this dude hasn't like kind of broken out because he's not really on a label. He's just kind of doing his own thing. Well, I think um, labels have been trying to send him like contract offers. But because mm-hmm. he doesn't have a home, <laughs> they don't know where to mail it to. <laughs> he's homeless. I'm sure he's got a PO box somewhere, maybe six or seven in no, different cities. I'm, right? I'm teasing. Like I said, like every <laughs> I, I do follow him on on social media because, like, honestly, like if you even if you don't want to listen to his music, like he his social media is so fascinating because like every day he seems to be in a different state, a different country. He travels with his gigantic labradoodle. And like, <laughs> I know, but like, he just seems like, like the coolest, he's, he just seems like what a, a fascinating dude who just I wants f- to travel the world and write music and like I meet know. new people. Did you, did you happen to reach out to him at all when this album came out? And I did not. No, I didn't, I didn't think to, do you think <clears> I should have? I was wondering, I, I, I'm just saying like, you, if you want to say like, Hey, I don't know if you remember us, we liked your album a lot. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck with the future. I don't, I don't know. He's like almost 40 as well at this point i should i should do that i should at least send him like a congratulations album right he might remember us it's been a month since the album came out (laughs) he's only like i know he hates being interviewed and he didn't share our interview at all when we interviewed him (laughs) that was fine again he doesn't have an address where was he gonna mail our interview to I don't know. I don't know. Mail it. Mail it to Twitter for all I know. <laughs> Send it to Elon Musk. He owns Twitter now, doesn't he? I don't know. But there are some incredible songs on this album, and I highly recommend it. Even if, like, I don't know if you, if you're afraid of country, mm-hmm. I don't think this is like too country. No, the, there's the, enough Sandron like, abilities. Sandron was definitely more country than this one, mm-hmm. so uh, I, I highly recommend. It kind of reminds me of like the Dustin Kensrue solo, especially the first one. I mean, where mm, it's, yes. there's country and folk elements to it, but there's enough modern sensibilities, um, especially with the songwriting and, um, and and the atmosphere with it. Uh, the album, yes. uh, I hope this finds you well, like kind of threw me off a little bit. I guess I was expecting more Onward, etc. Sonderon sound, but, you know, we got the but album. It's that, been eight years. It's, it's been, been eight, eight years. years and then I realized, like, oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, this is this is fantastic. It was definitely a grower for me. And, and it took me a, f- a couple of listens to, to, to acclimate it to what this 
what the album is rather than the album I'm expecting it to be. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I highly recommend it, especially if you're wanting to step outside your comfort zone a little bit and listen to something a little bit uh, on the folkier side. Sounds good. Uh, but uh, something else that is the complete opposite of that album on March <laughs> 11th, Impera by Swedish oh band Ghost and Papa. Oh my Emeritus. God. Adam, this is one so of the glad. best albums I've listened to this year so far. Yeah. I I am so happy that I, f- I was finally recommended to listen to this stuff because I think they have just gotten better and better, or he has gotten better and better as a songwriter. Um, <clears throat> obviously, when we left off, I was just starting this process at the beginning of March. Mm-hmm. So like 2010, 2013, 2015, 2018 for the first four albums um, that are all pretty good in their own right. Um, but Impera like, is just like, thank you. It's, it's, it's not metal, right? I mean, it's heavy, but it's not like heavy metal music. It's heavy metal in the, (laughs) in like the mid to late eighties sense of heavy metal. Yeah. There's a kind of like to it. And there's a a, Van Halen ish style. Yeah. There's to some extent, there are themes in play. Mm hmm. And this is basically so, like performance art, you know, it, Adam, you can, you can probably describe it much better than me because you've been, you know, listening to them much longer than I have, but you know, mm-hmm. there, it, there's a performance aspect to it. And it, and just like with albums, like, you know, the, the last couple creeper albums, uh, Palais Royale, uh, you know, just to talk about some other modern uh, examples, like this kind of fits that mold where it's telling a story and it's, mm-hmm. and it's, and, and it's, you know, it, it there's, there's costumes and there's theatricality. Right. And there's lore. Yeah. There's lore to it all, which is so fun to, to read through. Yeah. And you get, you get like, like now that he's been sued by all of his past bandmates, like, <laughs> like the, the real story is out, but then you can also go back to like the made up story to get like lost into that as well, mm-hmm. which I find very, very enjoyable. I know sleep token will take this route at some point, but uh, it might One be day. like four or five albums <laughs> in. Um, but so there's I, also I, like a comedic effort. But what I appreciate too is that you know you also shared with me on their official uh, YouTube, YouTube page that they, yep. you know there's like background lore, like you said, and there's like you know there's little video snippets to like lead up to song reveals or album reveals right. and stuff like that. It was and like basically done between Melo, Mel- Meloria and Prequel, mm-hmm. like when when cardinal copia was was taking over mm-hmm. and i think papa the third had been was taken Diane down and yeah. papa zero is in there and <laughs> it's it gets so meta that it's it's awesome but yeah. um but what i appreciated about it too like watching those things was that um they don't take themselves seriously like they, no. they they know that this is like a silly thing and like mm-hmm. you know and, and but the music the music sounds like it's a band taking themselves like seriously oh yeah and it's exactly right? what i love against like, like dance is very well where they take the music very seriously but they don't take themselves very seriously and this is exactly right. what ghost is doing and i and i really appreciate it because you could easily you know look at a project like this and just think like oh what a fucking dumb piece of shit <laughs> exactly. look he thinks he's the fucking like arbiter for satan or well whatever. and and if like there wasn't all of this information on wikipedia like him being out of character and talking about the process. Yeah. I probably would have had a different take on it, but the music is still good. And I, I I do recommend the previous albums. The first one is kind of like ho-hum. It's not recorded the best. It's not like, it's it's not super clean. Mm -hmm. Um, But I haven't gotten there um, yet. 
album two is really good. It's got a lot more of the, uh, you know, like the, the, the church choir stuff. The <laughs> And <laughs> when I was reading on there, like they recorded that album apparently in Memphis and like they tried to find these choir singers to sing all of these like satanic Latin things. And they were like, and they brought in these, these Memphis people who were like, he was just like, and, and like these, these people were just crying and they like, couldn't do it because they're also like hardcore Christian. And, yeah. They're like so know, Southern Baptists and stuff. Like, yeah. They ain't, they ain't so, that shit. so he's like, and then we came out to LA and we had no problem finding the chorus to do all this. And he's like, <laughs> he just said like people in people LA, in don't LA. Take religion very that seriously. <laughs> So I just thought that was so good. And the, and the choir on there is such like a perfect added element on those couple of tracks that it's on. And then with Mel Meloria, like that was the one where uh, the song Cerise won a Grammy, which is a really good song. Don't get me wrong, which is surprising for the Grammys. Um, But, and, but overall like that album is just kind of like, it's kind of there. There's it's, it's all right. But then Mm -hmm. prequel, I definitely recommend that one. I think that might be my favorite. I think I like that one more than Impera, but it's a lot more on like kind of, I don't know, the the hooks, the arena element is is a little bit more prominent on you that one. I feel like they so like it's, captured the essence of what the band should be by pre-cloud. Yeah, and, and that one is all about, because uh, there, there's different themes for every album, and I can't remember the first three, but I know for the fourth one, it's about like, like, a, you know, plagues. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all about like, you know, the, the black death and everything from it's supposed to be taking place in like the 1400s or whenever the mm-hmm. plague was going on. So like, that's the whole thing. And, and then now Impera is about like empires falling. Mm-hmm. So like, so, um, and the other ones are just about like Satan being there and then like the antichrist and, Something like that. It, it's it gets confusing. Yeah, so you have to read all the 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 lore behind it. And again, a band like this, a project like this, could very, very, very easily like take mm-hmm. themselves go way bad. too seriously <laughs> and go bad, right? And like a lot of like the the a lot of the appeal of it is that like it's just it's you you can tell it's tongue in cheek, but the music is done so well. And mm-hmm. you know whether whether you're I guess if you're religious and you take it very seriously, like you weren't, you're not going to touch this at all, but like, you know, whether you're a religious person or a non-believer, like you can appreciate this for what it is. Like, cause, because it is tongue in cheek, you know, that they're just like, okay, well, this is, you know, it's, 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 it's playing on the idea of like religious music and religious hymns and, you know, playing like on the, on the inverse of that. Right. Just something mm-hmm. like religious hymns for Satan. But the, like you said, but, uh, yeah, this is fantastic, man. I, I love Impera. <laughs> like just jumping it's right into so it was I, I I wasn't exactly sure what to what to expect because I I don't remember if you like ever talked about what kind of genre it is. So I no, you know, I had no idea until I, I turned it on and I was like, oh, this kind of sounds lame for the first album, and then it just like continued to grow and grow and grow. Because you know, I I, I hear <laughs> I, I hear you talking about ghosts, right, and the pro- and the premise behind ghosts, and then I look at some of the album art of ghosts, and I feel like I have an idea of what this album's going to sound like. But I start right. listening to Impera, exactly. that kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. But then I listen to Impera for the first time, and there's like arena rock stuff. Like mm-hmm. there's out there's there's moments in there that like sound like ABBA, dude. No, that's the thing. Like ABBA is a huge influence on him being, being Swedish. <laughs> yeah, because like I used to listen to ABBA a lot as a kid because my dad's like a huge fan of ABBA. So like mm-hmm. so like hearing that was like uh, oddly nostalgic for me. <laughs> It's crazy. I know there, there's a 
like bonus track, I think on album two, that's an ABBA song. Oh, crazy. ABBA song. I had never heard that track or I'd never heard that ABBA song before. So I don't know if you'd recognize it, mm-hmm. but uh, let me know what you think when you All get right. there. <laughs> when I get there, I'll check it out. Yeah, this is, this is fantastic. This is a highly recommended album from the, from the two of us. Like check out the past projects too. Like I'm just on prequel. Like I've only listened to those two albums and like, I like prequel okay. as much as Impera. But I, yeah, you know, I'm I'm a little biased towards Impera because it was my first album, and like I fell in love with it right, right. away. But right. Uh, I have to... well, and Prequel has those those uh, instrumental tracks mm. on there that are mm. so awesome. And then you just like it, when it breaks into that sax solo, mm. which is supposed to be Papa Zero, you know, being like 75 years old. And <laughs> yeah. Just, and when they when they play live, he he comes out and does the sax solo <laughs> during That's that so song. fucking cool, dude. <laughs> it's amazing i i'm i can't get enough of this band yeah absolutely fascinated with ghost and like highly recommend people check it out right now impera just came out a month ago so go check that out we'll be talking about this album and this band a lot more in the future uh just really quick uh for also march 11th eulogies by wolves at the gate kind of more of the same for me so i don't really have too much to talk about so uh let's move on to the end of the month mainstream sellout by uh machine gun kelly so this was oh. the end of March release uh, follow up, kind of kind of like uh, striking when the iron's hot with uh, oh, what's the name of the first album? I keep forgetting what it's, what it's called. Tickets to my downfall. That's the one. Yeah. So, <laughs> Adam, what was your hype level going into well, this one? You'll remember from my anti our anti hype episode mm-hmm. that it was pretty low. Yep. I was not looking forward to this and it ended up meeting all my expectations. Yikes. <laughs> like I mean everything that I thought it was going to be it was. As soon as he says like on the first track something about mercury being in retrograde, I was just like that's it. I I'm 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 out. <laughs> like yeah, the very he, first time. <laughs> you can tell I was definitely a, a line to get to the uh you know the the crunchy the crunchy girls out there <laughs> you know what crunchy so, is crunchy is a is a term for like uh usually women young women who like act hippie but just like on the surface level like they don't actually mm-hmm. like you know care about the environment or anything like that they mm-hmm. just they just care about like uh astrology and <laughs> things like that mm-hmm. so yeah crunchy yes. girls crunchy girls okay so you know he's with the crunchy girl himself so that would make sense then a little bit yeah. um and I don't know, like it was heartfelt and emotional, but it did not come across well at all. There was a, like maybe four tracks out of the 15. Or, mm-hmm. I forget how many there were. Well, there's 16 tracks, but there's like, there's like okay. interludes. But in there's here. like, there's that one interlude where they're talking about a wall of famous people. Yeah. I th- I think that was Pete Davidson that was talking, but, um, mm. another, another, hated, another hated celebrity, <laughs> Pete Davidson. But, uh, so, um, this yeah, came like across I, to me, like it was definitely, you know, tickets to my downfall. I think there's a sincerity to it that is, that is endearing. Right. Like, you know, it, it, you, you could tell like, Oh, he machine gun Kelly wrote this album as, uh, as a tribute to the pop punk albums that he listened to. Right. And then, you know, whether or not you like those songs, there's there's definitely a sincerity to it. And there's some genuinely good stuff in Tickets to My Downfall. And like and, and mm-hmm. I still and I, li- and I went back and listened to it the week that I listened to Mainstream Sellout just to see where the disconnect was. And um, what main the songs in Mainstream Sellout definitely. Whoa, they hate Mainstream Sellout, too. But uh, no, <laughs> but uh, the, the Mainstream Sellout 
sounds like an album that's just trying to capitalize on the on the quick fame of Tickets to My Downfall. Yeah, and I, I listened to Tickets to My Downfall again at that time, and I was like, this album's pretty good. Like, there's something I don't know new about it, and then mm-hmm. this one just didn't have that same kind of feel. Yeah, so, and, and, and it's it, just like it a really continuation. Sound like, yeah, it, it really just sounds the, like the leftover like, tracks. I don't know if it's leftover tracks, maybe just kind of leftover ideas. Hmm. Like, yeah. it's just like, well, I need a song that sounds like this because it, it because I had a song like but, this on tickets to my downfall, you know, but I'm growing really frustrated with anything Travis Barker related right now. Well, you know, and, I th- and I'm, I'm going to blame him for that. <laughs> <laughs> T barks, man. He's not, uh, uh, are we, are we zero for zero oh for one here in 2022 with T barks? Well, a- the Avril album was not my thing oh, either. So oh so for two, oh for two, two. T barks. Yeah. And I'm sure there's more to come, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know if so, I'll be listening to it anymore. <laughs> yeah, so I, we won't we won't dwell on this album too much. It's just it really just feels like it's a it's it's trying to like keep 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 the train going for Tickets to My Downfall. It just very unsuccessfully because while Tickets to My Downfall sounds like it was a lot more authentic, this one just kind of feels like, hey, let's just do that again. You know, so, right? Whatever. They went to number one. What do we know? Of course, it does. But then, <laughs> I'm so like annoyed. A lot of my albums this year have gone to number one, which doesn't hold well for my punk cred. <laughs> but <laughs> dude, you're fucking gonna be 42 this year. So like, wait, you are 42. So <laughs> I listened to Bloody Wood. That didn't go to number one. Maybe oh, in India, true. but not here. Yeah. <laughs> no, my, my point is that like you you shouldn't care what your punk cred is. Just just like what you oh. like. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Got I, it. I, I, I didn't say that you can't be punk. <laughs> I, I feel like to me, to me, you're punk, but like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure lights went to number one in Canada. Oh, ghost uh, went I, to number one or two. I forgot which one. Oh, nice. Congratulations so, to Papa Emeritus yeah. four. I am so mainstream right now. Well, let's, Damn. let's fast forward a little bit now to the albums of April. Uh, we only have a, f- a handful over here, but uh, let's, let's, let's talk with the three P's. Over on April first, we got Pep, Pup, Pep, Peppers, Battlestar. Galactica. Why do we? Why do we listen to Pup, Mike? Like, where did this? I, I can't even remember why we listened to them in the first place. It's not like we accidentally saw them live. Did somebody recommend them to us like six years ago, and we've just been hanging on trying to find something good? I, I believe that's that's what the case was. Um, but moving on, <laughs> <laughs> lights is Pep. <laughs> <laughs> I can't argue with that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so um, no, I. Th- what do you think years, of Pep? Five Pep. years on from Skin and Earth, that um, that that big project. You know, her last album on Warner Brothers. Uh, you know, she wrote, she she drew and wrote a companion piece comic book to go along with the, the the themes of the songs, and you know, it was a big project for her. Didn't seem like Warner Brothers cared too much about it. So they, you know, nope. she, she got dropped a couple of years later. She's on Field by Ramen were, now. I, th- I think you were the only one that read it. Yeah, me and my wife. Yeah. <laughs> me and yeah, my wife. And you I guys mean, were like, like, this is bad. <laughs> well, my wife and I weren't like huge fans of the Skin and Earth comic, but like we appreciate the ambition, right? Like how many artists did we listen to can say that they wrote an album and then wrote a comic to go alongside it? Mm-hmm. Other than like that guy from Coheed and Cambria. Because he he writes full fucking novels for his for his albums. <laughs> that guy's right. a straight up Pop, fucking Poppy, maniac. 
Poppy's the only other one. Yeah, Poppy as well. Like, she does like <laughs> weird stuff to go alongside her albums too. But uh, but Pep is the uh, is the long awaited freaking five years on follow up to Skin and Earth, and uh, my goodness, like she has not lost. Her, she has not lost her touch at all like she she continues to be incredibly creative you know trying new electronic um uh sounds and you know I- introducing like new tempos and new themes I, th- I think the theme for for pep now is that like each song is its own personality like it has its like imagine it as its own person its own living person um, so that, 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 that's at least how she's advertising it over on her social media pages, um, you know, sliding through an RV with her underboob out. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was interesting. Uh, I well, believe I... Yeah, I believe the song Prodigal Daughter is like so any, anytime you see her like super like sexy in a bikini or stuff like she's acting like the song Prodigal Daughter. Um, but uh, okay. what did you what did you think of Pep? It was not my favorite okay this is my least favorite album of hers since 2009 least i'm an old school favorite. fan mike wow i'm an old school fan at this point okay and so you like the listening uh, still... more than pep no no i don't like the listening at all oh okay. this is this is my least favorite since then <laughs> oh since then so this is your second yes. least favorite yeah and oh, it's not that bad cool. it's still got some some good ditties towards the back end i feel but the front half I cannot really enjoy the front half is where all much. the bangers are. <laughs> One could say that. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'll, on subsequent listens, I'll I'll get some stuff because I definitely started to feel it more like towards the later portion of the week of listening to it. Mm-hmm. But this it was, might be it, a grower for time. you. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I didn't think she was doing anything kind of outside the box, which was fine. I mean, she. Doesn't have to. She's just she's got her her laptop and she's got her recording equipment. Yeah, and she, she I mean she mixes, she mixes it up albums. just enough to make each album distinctive from one another. But this yes. one this one does sound like the closest to um like a previous album. Like this does sound like it could like you probably pick apart like a few songs here and put it on Skin and Earth. It would probably fit um pretty well like the over, with the overall themes and atmosphere with it. But um true. But but as far as like this album though, I, I I do love like the just the little nuances between each of the songs and how they do feel like a different artist kind of wrote this or maybe at least collabed with it or something like that. Like I think I'm pretty sure that's what she was going for, but it is very fascinating to me that you said like the first half is not as enjoyable. Cause I, I, I feel like that's like where the huge strength of the album is in the first half. And I do love the song uh, voices I, carry though. I do wish that was like the final track. It's another one of my things where like, ah, that's a perfect ending. <laughs> yeah i know i like that song um but no i gave it an eight out of 13 mm. which you know isn't bad no no but it's also like well i guess that's kind of where she's always been for me though right like in that kind of like top 20 top 30 kind of yeah, range yeah. for me so i don't think life's ever been in your top 10 yeah no no probably i think Siberia is my favorite one, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, but, Little Machines but is yeah. my favorite. And Skin and Earth was really good as well. I'm pretty sure that one was at least in my top 20. Yeah, but I this believe, one, I remember correctly, it, it, it was. It could end up in my top 20, but right now, not so sure. Yeah, we'll see how but the it, year turns out. This might be a grower for you, too, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and then we're not going to talk about Pup. We're done. What? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, no, Adam. Uh, no, pep. The, hopefully. Pep. Pep. Okay. Yeah, not pep. Pep. Okay. Peppers? Peppers, though. Unlimited <laughs> Love, the, the long-awaited return of uh, one Jonathan Frashantian. Yes. But the, he's back. He's back. The old baby. school sound is back, and it was it was, it was okay. Fine. It was it's pretty fine. good. Oh, right. <laughs> I, I, I liked it. It's longer than it needs to be. There's Very like a long. really, there's a really good album in there, but as a full seventeen track album, it meanders. We, yeah, and they actually they said they had like 40, 50 songs all together oh. for this this uh thing so they didn't might have to get put another, out 17 then <laughs> we might get another album before the end of the year that's which would yeah. really help my draft points <laughs> it might yeah i mean you've already got like a huge banger of like 17 points for this album but i know god i'm so, still way behind unfortunately. so you didn't go into this listening to the lead single black summer or i did no but I did like, but, but not listening to it as a single helped a lot because I was like, "Hey, this song is good. This mm-hmm. is a this is a good like introduction back into the album or back into this this formation of the band." Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, you 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 are the um, resident Peppers fan here. I mean, w- 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 tell me tell, tell me about your mindset going into this. Yeah, I know I know we're both excited because you know I'm a Peppers yeah, fan. Now. I, but um, I, I mean, I, I, especially after reliving their whole discography with you last year, mm-hmm. um, like I just was like, I want that. I want the stadium Arcadium feel. And I just, I know it's not going to be there and I'm going to try to adjust myself around this. There's just too much of the softer stuff. And even like the upper tempo stuff wasn't always that great. I mean, when they're doing their thing and they're making good hooks, it's it's all there. I didn't feel like the solos were like super duper stand out ish. They weren't stand out, but they were very impressive. Like they, I like I, I loved when right. both like the bass and solos and the guitar solos were like at the forefront mm-hmm. of the production. So yes. it, it was impressive like you could from at least, a technical standpoint at least. And you could at least hear the guitar and it wasn't just like, oh, Flea's gonna lead and then John's gonna be like doot. Yeah, dude. having something those, like that. Yeah, and, having those two like lead and like duel one another as far as like mm-hmm. you know uh, guitar and bass goes, like that was fantastic. But unfortunately, like this overall songwriting and the song structure just felt kind of weak. And it was just like, uh, mm-hmm. maybe like it's it's there. Yeah, I don't want. I don't like the idea that this album is um, banking solely on the fact that John Frusciante is back, baby. But like mm-hmm. we still need like strong songs to anchor us to this album, and like exactly. Do you have like anything that stands out for there, you? There's a f- there's a few. I mean, the first three tracks I thought were good. Here ever after track two. That's I a good that song. Was a really yeah. strong song. Yeah. And the heavy wing where Frashanti sings the chorus. Now that one. That's right. Was he like, does. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for this. After all those you know, for Shanti solo album, deep dives. Like I felt like that was them thanking me for, for listening to those. I was like, <laughs> this one's dedicated ah. to you, Adam. <laughs> um, you know, I, I liked what you think in track 10 and there was a few others that were just like, cool. I mean, I, I think the last three tracks were, were good. Let them cry and Tangelo. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, these are good songs. I and mean, it's not like, wow, amazing. The way that like the heavy wing was and here ever after, like uh, those were like, wow, these are really good songs mm-hmm. kind of tracks to me. But 
I guess those were kind of like the big standouts. There's maybe like two or three, like cool man, the band is back, but there's mm. 17 tracks here. I could use a few more. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like, like you mentioned when we first started talking about this, like, you know, we, we would have loved to go back to go into this album, you know, with the expectation, like this is the next Californication. This is the next, by the way, this is the next stadium mm. arcadium, but you know, it and is to hear, to hear the, the, harmonies again was very pleasant but that just like kicks back into your nostalgia vibe yeah ah thank you thankfully it's back but it's that's unfortunately what i feel like this album is just banking on it's just banking on the fact like hey we're back baby it's the it's the peppers you all love and listen please you know but it's yeah to 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 some extent i guess it yeah. is are any of these songs going to like bring the house down I, I doubt it right i mean there's a couple just, just the heavy wing yeah just, just the heavy, heavy wing. wing that's the biggest one right but like <laughs> i don't know it, it it just felt ultimately i felt disappointed by it but uh you know i gave it an 11 out of 17 so i'm like like i said there's a great a album, album in there yeah <laughs> but uh yeah it's still gonna end up like in my you know top 30 ish or something like that yeah it, you know, when, it, for when me, all is said and done for me it just falls into one of those albums where it's like well you know i didn't hate it but like i don't i don't feel myself with the strong Wanting, urge to listen to it again especially because it's right so to long, go right yeah do i want to devote another 73 minutes to this not so much yeah i know there's there's one bonus track from the Japanese CD bonus track oh. called nerve flip. I haven't, that wasn't on YouTube the last time I checked. So it's even longer. <laughs> yes. So Just but maybe you, know, you, you might, you might hear that track and be like, holy shit, man. Like the best song, but a whole different perception of the album. It all they comes turned together. it around, baby. I don't know why the Japanese people are the only ones that get to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was, it was nice to hear these musicians together again. Uh, making music so i don't I don't know if we're ever going to get another one from these guys ever again i don't know we'll see i think i, I, I have a feeling we now. do i have a feeling that we will because like they're they're going to go on tour and it'll probably be very successful mm-hmm. and if Prashanti can like be okay with being a in a giant band again that's the real question since he goes through his like desires to not be in a giant band quite right. often as we've learned and but we'll see like i'm, I'm holding out maybe if, if the next album is kind of mediocre like this one I'm, I'm gonna be a little bit more checked out unfortunately yeah i just don't want you know now now that i'm a new fan of uh the, the peppers like i don't want this band to turn into just like you know just one of those legacy bands that like will play a festival mm-hmm. or a casino or whatever it's like oh come on you know and, know. and they'll just put they'll just they, fart they out took an over album. They took over for all of the Foo Fighters festival dates for all their festivals. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, well, that was cool. So, and to, to see them, like the, the, the whole show that they did uh, at the Fonda Theater um, back at the beginning of the month, like I watched that on YouTube. It was only about an hour long. And I'm just like, to, to see this version of Anthony Kiedis singing like Suck My Kiss and <laughs> give it away now it's like a 60 year old (sighs) i know i know and it's like they can still rock it it still sounds good but i'm like and they're in great shape for their age too right you you would never guess from all the fucking drugs and alcohol that they've consumed (laughs) over the years right and they and when you when flea and chad and and john all like to start jamming together and anthony's just in the background doing his weird little like 
robotic dance moves <laughs> while they're jamming out. I'm just like, I mean, this is what's special about the band is like, that's a bunch stuff. of weirdos, right? Yeah. And, but I love when they would do that live. The few times I've seen them live is to break into a two minute jam session out of nowhere. So that kind of stuff is, is really good. And we'll just see where it goes from here. There's no reason for them to stop as yeah. long as they're healthy. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll be yeah. re-listening to unlimited love more, uh, more throughout the year just to see if it kind of grows on me a little bit but the, the, as far as okay. today this is just kind of rele- relegated to like oh you know what let's let's put on some some funk jams in the background while i work you know right that'll work yeah okay so i'm listening to glasslands, glasslands which was heavily the deep grasslands glasslands i can't remember which one's which yeah i keep Glass- saying grasslands but it's glass glass that doesn't make sense. It does not, but, but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll take it because this was recommended to us uh, by our friends over on Discord. Folks, the Discord link is in the description of this episode below. We'd love to have you there. But uh, uh, this was a, a, an, a band that you know neither of us knew about. Uh, you know, Some of our friends just, uh, I think it was Dave who first mentioned them, and then Tom went, went in and checked it out. I was like, oh my God, Dave, you did it again. It's so good. <laughs> And, and so I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. It's getting the buzz. It got the and I, buzz. I listened to it and I'm like, if we're not going to get any, bring me the horizon, I guess I'll listen to this. Mm-hmm. This is, this the is at deep. least covering that. Yeah, so this came out on April 8th. It's a quick little 10 track album. Um, never heard of this band before, but wow. I think is they this have one album? previous album from 2018, I believe I saw. Yeah, I have not checked that out yet, but I saw that on yeah. the, on the spoots. But uh, I so so far so good. Yeah, I like I love this. This really captured recaptured the magic of that kind of post hardcore screamo metalcore sound mm-hmm. that we all fell in love with way back when, yes. and just kind of the as as an industry grew tired of. But <laughs> this somehow but like still still want magic. to hear. Yeah, yeah, just like with Phineas, it's like I still want to hear this kind of music, but I want to hear it better <laughs> because as this album has shown me. Like when you do it right and you're not mm-hmm. cynical about it, like, oh my God, it, it just, it, there's a fucking magic to it, man. And like, that's what made us fucking metalcore fans in the first place. This is so exactly. good. That's, it's great to like, just know this band is there. Like, I know I, I don't jump into all of Dave's recommendations, but mm-hmm. as soon He's as it starts lot. to flood then then everybody starts to get it i'm just like all right yeah every year dave has like one or two that like sweeps everybody right Mm -hmm. this might be this might be (laughs) one of those albums well and during this time with so few new albums i was just reaching that point of like have i have i heard everything that i ever want to listen to because even thinking about like all like bands that i've you know i should jump into that discography or this one i'm like i've I've either lost patience for it or Mm -hmm. i've I, I just don't care about anybody else anymore. So, yeah, I feel when a, you, man. so when a band like this comes along, it's like, yay, finally something to be excited about. Yeah. And that's where that <laughs> excitement came from too. I went into this, you know, cause you know, I, when I go into recommendations, especially for bands that I don't know, it's always like, Oh, well, we'll see what happens. I'll probably think there's mm-hmm. a few good songs, but no, I fell in love with this from start to finish. And it, it's just that excitement. It's not doing anything new, but it's just, it's, it just feels fresh. And I can't mm-hmm. really explain it, but there's just some magic to this album. So congrats on this band. We'll be talking about you a lot uh, throughout the year, I'm sure. And the only other thing that I learned about, because as I went through my Gaslight Anthem deep dive, I started listening to the B-Sides album, mm. which I'll talk more about in a second. But I, I had looked up an article from 2013 
to be like, why the hell did they choose these songs to cover on their B-Sides album? Um, the article told me nothing, which was unfortunate as to why that happened. But one of the articles at the bottom of that article was a current article saying, former Soundgarden and Nirvana members team up for Supergroup. And I was like, well, Ooh. that's interesting. I've never heard about this. And it and so I clicked on it and it was like, hey, did you know that Kim Thale, Matt Cameron, and Chris Novoselic decided to form a band and they just shadow dropped their album on April 11th out of nowhere and nobody knew that this was going on? Well, here it is. <laughs> um, so it's called Third Secret and it's a self-titled album and it's those three dudes. This is the first time Kim Thale and Matt Cameron have done anything together since uh, – Soundgarden's eventual subsequent ending. Mm -hmm. um, and then Chris Novoselic, the bass player from Nirvana, has done all sorts of different musical projects through the years. I remember listening to one back in 2002 called Eyes Adrift, and it was really, really bad. So I was just like, not too interested in that. <laughs> um, but yeah, th so it's the three of them. There's another guy from the, a band called Void, I believe, who's like the rhythm guitarist. Mm -hmm. And then there's two female lead singers on here who apparently have done other projects with either Matt Cameron or with Nova Selleck. And they were like, the two of them were in like different bands with those guys. So they brought all these people together and they created this album. And it's interesting. I'm only like, three or four listens into it right now. Um, and it, it sounds like Soundgarden guitar uh, mixed with some really groovy bass lines with some, you know, kind of like lower range female vocals, like mm -hmm. more in like, like the alto range. Um, so I'm, I'm still digesting it. I don't know if it's great. I know there's, there seems to be a few really good songs on there, but I can't really, give you too much more input other than that well you other than could you say the name again it's the third secret you said third secret cool. yeah okay. it's a three rd do i need secret. do i need to know the first and second secret to get into this band though well apparently the first and second secret were two other side project bands that chris novoselic was working on in the past oh, okay that he had you know his stuff he always has to keep secret from <laughs> from from the media i didn't know you and actually then, had an answer for me interesting <laughs> so like so he I, the article i read he's just like and this was my third secret so they just kept it like that cool interesting <laughs> but, yeah i guess they had just kind of like compiled these songs together and they're planning on releasing more in the near future so that's cool. interesting and it's really fun to hear like that soundgarden-esque guitar mixed in with this like you you like obviously we've heard like chris kind Cornell of like the female vocals you know which is which is yeah. something that, even like in the 90s that wasn't very prominent we had like you know uh janice joplin and uh, mm -hmm. and what, what's what's the ironic girl alanis alanis morissette. morissette yes but like other than that like there's not a lot of like that female-led grunge vocals i guess not um I mean, there were a few like smaller bands in the 90s yeah. that didn't take off in the same way so that's interesting and you know you and obviously we've heard chris cornell solo guitar we and and then we've heard his guitar mixed with kim thale's guitar mm -hmm. and now we're just hearing kim thale guitar so it's like it's fun to hear just him sounding like him mixed with that so i don't know I, I, this might end up being like a dumpster fire album possibly <laughs> but so far it's not too bad <laughs> for a bunch of 
other artists approaching 60 or so. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it it does at least sound interesting. So it does sound like something outside of, you know, the, the norm of what we normally listen to. So I'd be listening, I'd be willing to check it out. Um, and then I got a whole bunch of other art. Like I jumped into, to other bands I've been meaning to listen to like baby metal. Shoot. And yes. Listened- you went on the whole <laughs> thing with baby metal. Go ahead I mean, it's only, it's only three albums. So, you know, you don't have to spend too much time with them, but if you've listened to as much Nickelback, apparently I've listened to more than you have, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I'm getting there. What's don't great. <laughs> what's really, really fun is to listen to music that you have no idea what the lyrics are. I, I came to learn. <laughs> during you don't that do week. anything in English? Though? Like not a chorus? There's a few kind of Englishy things here and there. Um, it's very, very limited. It's, okay. it's highly just Japanese only, but man, I was, I was very, very surprised by this. <laughs> Unfortunately, like they're long albums, but when you're not like hung up on lyrics, then you can just like purely listen to just the musical aspects of it. And man, can those musicians shred. Mm-hmm. And I know they're like their guitar player, like died in some like weird, tragic fell off a cliff. Yeah. Kind of thing. Recent. That was 2018. I was reading. Right. So it's been, surprisingly four years, but, um, but I, I don't know if he's like, if he was the lead guitarist or rhythm guitarist or whatever, cause they've kind of had a revolving door of music, session, music, session musicians, musicians, yeah. but man, when you get into some of his solos and how he drives stuff and, and it's just like, I didn't even know like the sound had made it to Japan, let alone being able to be refined into this like really awesome, uh, enjoyable listen yeah, and this is a production. I mean, there is nothing like indie about this. When oh yeah, you break it I've, all I've down. only seen footage of them, like you know, and also music videos too. But like their 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 live performances, like there's pyrotechnics, there's mm-hmm. dancers, there's like, there's, mm-hmm. yeah, there's like a whole the choreography. choreography going on, and like, and they are so what they came from was that like the, the, there's this like pop group that just is a revolving door of middle schoolers in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when, when the girls age out of that, oh, then they God. just bring in a new crop of 11 year olds. <laughs> so like these girls were all originally from that. Um, it's called Sakura Gukin, which mm-hmm. is like a Japanese idol group. <laughs> so like they aged out of that and then I guess Sue metal, like they were the, you know, the people who put this whole thing together, mm-hmm. um, like they were just like, Oh, she has a really good voice for this perhaps. And so they, they had her as like the focal point. And then they brought in the other two girls to kind of just be the background girls, like to, to be like, 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 like Sue metal was like the, the deity and the other two were like the little angels. And remember these girls were like 13 or 14 right, when yeah. they put this together. So when you watch those old videos, you're just like, these are tiny little children. <laughs> like, un- unfortunately dancing way too provocatively at times. Well, um, that's the culture over there. <laughs> so I- it's surprising. I don't know how this took off in Japan. Obviously it was bigger there than it was here. I don't know when it kind of like crossed over into America. Um, but according to, the guy I hate, Finn McKinty, uh, Japan has no interest in, in like oh sending their stuff out. Like Korea wants to send their stuff out to the rest of the world. Japan could care less about the rest of the world. So that's what he said. If he's right, 
whatever. So I don't know how this became like kind of a big thing in America, but I remember seeing them on a late show, either like, I don't know, Colbert. Or, yeah, this you know, seems like something David Letterman Colbert or something or Letterman would do, would do. Letterman's so also like a big like music fan too. So right. So yeah, the the first album. I mean, you know, it it's interesting. <laughs> it it sounds like little children singing over this incredibly aggressive metal music, which you know when you listen to it, you're just like I I can I can feel the hooks mm-hmm. regardless of not knowing what's being said. So it's fun. It's long. All the albums are like fifty plus minutes. So that makes it kind of tough. But um, it's still pretty good. So you got your Baby Metal, the first album, self-titled. Metal Resistance was the second album in 2016. That one, they kind of like pushed pushed the uh, creativity a little bit more. And then Metal Galaxy in 2019 is probably my favorite. Like I would say jump into that one first. Okay. um, Because that one's – because they start to like – mix the genres up. I know I, I posted that video for you guys on discord of that Shanti 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 song yeah. where it's got like the, the Bollywood influences. It's and I'm like, this is so fucking cool. <laughs> and then there's another song in there. Um, called, Oh man, let me just see here. And it's got this dude who is like a metal singer from Sweden or Chechnya or something, ah, Omanjinai, featuring Joachim Broden, who is a Swedish Czech musician and songwriter. And he is just like this, this big, buff, burly, gruff sounding dude who's just singing this. And and the music sounds like like a flogging Molly song, where it's Yo. got like <laughs> like that that heavy metal Irish kind of influences there. And it's just one of the coolest songs I've ever heard. That's so cool. So, <laughs> and, 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 so and the fact that they get these like features, right, from like these big burly like metalheads or right uh, from, like, of, that shows, we've never heard of. Yeah, obviously, it, it just shows that like not only has their reach you know, gone worldwide, but also they've garnered the respect of like people in the metal community, not gatekeepers, mm-hmm. of course, like they they don't respect anything. They don't even respect themselves. But uh, right. like the, <laughs> just, just the fact that like people like even like Rob Zombie, like give them, like, give them shout outs, bring me the horizon right down through the last album. You know, this, this Swedish, like in, in fucking Sweden, metal is everything. Right. And the fact mm-hmm. that, like, you know, a, 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 a Swedish metal singer, like, collaborate with them it's fucking dope right. congratulations to them. i know and it's like the most bizarre bonkers song ever but i love it <laughs> so i have no idea who is writing these songs like every every song has like bizarre names of people like like kitsune of metal god ryu metal mukti metal hola metal like everybody they just they just take like the beginning of their first name and add metal onto it and mm-hmm. it's it's freaking weird so I'm sure it sounds then, cooler like, in japan and japanese though right and then like the music is written by somebody so i mean this is like a full-on giant production and yeah, it it's amazing like it's that like it's art, taken off like an art piece you know and i know one one of the girls had to leave the band for medical reasons oh, i think they brought shame. in and they haven't necessarily said they brought in a new girl yet but there's like some weird things going on right now on social media about like what the next phase of this group is going to be. They're like teasing things. So I, I don't know what to expect. It gets really, really meta and talking about the Fox God and all this weird stuff. The Fox so God. I don't is get the, it. In Japanese, the Fox God is the Kitsune. 
So if you keep seeing oh, there that, you go. yeah, if you keep seeing that Sunni term, of metal god, yeah, if you keep seeing that term, that's what that means. Okay, and yes, so I, I t- t- jump into Metal Galaxy and see if you want to go backwards because that, that's probably like the best one right well, there. It sounds super interesting. <laughs> this is another one of those bands like I keep meaning to check out, just never made the time for it. And then you know you did mm-hmm. and when we went on our break. But uh, so it sounds like this is something that's worth checking out and they've got stuff in the near future. It sounds like. Right. And then I listened to 16 horsepower, which was recommended by Tom as he went deeper into the Gothic country vibe. After we listened to Lucero, Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I gotta, I gotta listen to me some more of this Gothic country. Um, I really think you would like this band. um, If you gave them a shot, it's not, it's, it's not, I don't know twangy country stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's like age birch, but it's like darker and a lot more like religious metaphoric kind of stuff. I know the dude is like a really hardcore Christian, but he sure doesn't sound like it when you listen to the music. (laughs) So (laughs) he's just asking questions, right? Like that's the type of stuff that I like when, when it comes to like like faith-based music. It's like, it's it's not Mm -hmm. just the same thing over and like we get it dude (laughs) satan and jesus exactly and that's what i mean adam (laughs) (laughs) so i had no idea what to expect i knew tom had like posted one song from from the the band's first album called sackcloth and ashes which is from 1996 now none of these albums sound like they were this is an older band then right they were kind of a thing in the 90s um and then only from 96 through about 2002 and then they split up and then he went off to do like many solo albums, which I don't think I'm going to get into too much. Um, that's what he's been doing lately. So yeah, that first album is great. I really, really liked it. It's just got that, it's got that, that banjo. Like I, I realized like, I don't, I haven't listened to a lot of banjo that wasn't just like happy, like like this is like dark banjo dark that's the only thing i could banjo. describe it as <laughs> can we trademark that term i don't think anyone's ever used the term dark banjo before right and like the slide guitar mixed with it which like gives it that like doorsy kind of vibe like that was the only thing i could barely make any connection to what it kind of sounded like was, was like the 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 kind of country-ish doors stuff like just a couple of those songs there um so you mix that in with some some dark banjo and you got yourself some pretty awesome music right there so yeah at at the very least it sounds unique so i would say give sackcloth and ashes a listen if it's not your thing then you know don't go on okay but it's it's good it's not too long either it's I, i would say 40-ish minutes like oh, good right around there for, even for 13 tracks kind of flies by quickly i'll add it to the list he, my friend and he has a very unique voice which i kind of came to enjoy over the course of time as well and so um yeah i gave it a 12 out of 13 and it does not sound like 1996 wow. at all i'm like this could have been made like now and we would have been like oh hey that's that's a cool new sound in for 2022 i love 1996 you like, oh. <laughs> You ought to know. know. Hey, Taylor Hawkins was the drummer on that. Oh, fuck me. R.I.P. R.I.P. Taylor Hawkins. (laughs) I should have known Um, that. I ought to know that. (laughs) Yep. And then Lowest State was 97. That one, not as good. I gave that like an 8 out of 13. Still like 
similar sound, trying to change it up a little bit. Um, they often throw in kind of like a very hokey country song, at least one or two times what, in each album radio or something. I have no idea. I don't think this band's getting played on the radio, even in the nineties. Mm. So I don't, I don't know who's like following the, the, the Gothic country scene of Denver, Colorado <laughs> in the nineties. I mean, it was probably a very unique scene. Well, apparently, <laughs> so, apparently Tom was when he was like yeah. 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and then, uh, was it 2000 is secret South. And that one, I, I really like that album a lot. I gave that one a nine out of 11, kind of in the same vein. I'd say the first album is like the darkest, but, um, the other ones are like a little bit more brighter, a little bit more like, I don't know, beat i for lack of a better term Mm -hmm. um and then in 2002 they kind of did a compilation album where it was like 10 tracks and like four of them are original songs and the other six are like traditional contemporary kind of like how do you put it like songs that have been around forever that are like how do you put it just traditional folk songs or, you know, a, a co- couple of covers by like Hank Williams. That um, old man river. Right. <laughs> and a track from a band called the Carter family. So like reimagining we're, we're, old folk songs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. They're just like co- covers of, of a Hank Williams song called alone and forsaken. Oh, and cool. then like a couple of other traditional tracks that don't have like, they, they don't have songwriters. Like they're just, old songs that have been around forever and ever that don't have any like, uh, you know, legal rights. Well, that's an so, interesting premise, at least for an album. That's pretty yeah. Cool. It, it wasn't great. You know, I gave that one like a five out of 10 altogether. So, it, you know, I, I don't recommend that one too much, but those first three full albums are really good. Cool, and then the man. band just kind of faded out. Sound like they didn't do too well with the whole touring rigmarole. Mm. And then, uh, the lead singer, his name is David Edwards, he kind of went on to do more solo stuff through the years. Yeah, it sounds so. like this is a band that would uh, had trouble, at least maybe with labels and the mainstream, to kind of like find its identity, right? Like, where, mm-hmm. where do you stick? Yeah, a band you can't like sell this. this. Yeah, you do- seriously, like only me and Tom and maybe you would like this this band. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> so if you're trying to promote this band, like, how do you? Where, where do you stick right. them for a tour? Right in the late '90s, like we're. Like this was not anything that you could sell at all yeah. back then. People were listening like, to sorry. Reload. <laughs> if Puff Daddy's not on this, it's not going anywhere. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so he he created a new band called Woven Hand after this one. Woven fell apart War. And, I yeah, love exactly. Woven War. And there's like a lot of albums between 2002 and 2016. So um, I think. I think Tom had said that he listened to some of those, but I'm not positive, but he said they got really weird. Mm. So I'm not jumping into those, but there's at least like, geez, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve albums here. Whoa. <laughs> so yeah, the dude didn't stop. And he's, he's one of like, those musicians, huh? He's just praising the good word of our Lord and Savior. Papa Emeritus. Yes. <laughs> it sounds so, like regardless of whether anyone is listening or not he's, he's just an artist who's gonna art you know and then um as i listened to the b-sides album from brian fallon i was introduced to two bands one called fake problems and I've, one called lightning dust i've heard of fake problems before 
okay, I had never heard of them. And just trying to figure out like, okay, why did Brian Fallon think his acoustic renditions of two of these songs should end up on the B-Sides album, but it was there and they're fucking awesome. And you go back and listen to the original tracks and they're freaking awesome as well. Um, so like fake problems. Yeah. 2007 to 2010, they were a very short lived band. Oh, interesting. Um, so album number one, how far our bodies go again. This sounds like, like Gerard way was in an indie alternative band slightly, slightly like a folk punk kind of thing, especially on the first album. Cool. The, the second, the second two albums definitely don't have any folk elements to them, but it sounds very singer songwriter. Like if Gerard way did his own solo project, <laughs> like what would that he, sound he just, like? <laughs> that's what that's what this is in a weird way you know, not, not ever released solo albums i wonder what that well, would he sound did, like <laughs> he, he did that one yep. that wasn't good so this is a better version of gerard way's solo project i'll just put it that way um so i, I don't know it's unique it's it, it stands out there's there's some really good tracks especially on the first two albums um so how far our bodies go was 2007 and then it's great to be alive was 2009 both those albums I thought were pretty good overall. Some some good standout tracks. And then 2010 was Real Ghosts Caught on Tape. That's the one that has the track Songs Songs for Teenagers that uh, Brian Fallon covered on the B-Sides. And that song is great. Cool. The rest of that album is kind of poo, unfortunately. So again, like the band kind of broke up. They had a lot of tra- you know touring issues all their band equipment got stolen somewhere around 2011. And I think the band was like kind of fed up by then. And again, I don't think this band like sold very well. They were on side one dummy, which would make sense why gaslight would know of them. Right. Yeah. Label Um, mates. Yeah. So, and then the lead singer from this band went on to make several solo albums too, which I'm not too interested in, but man, those, uh, those covers are great. And then lightning dust. I'm still listening to, I, li- I listened to their first two albums. This is like a very ch- chill, laid back, female vocal driven kind of thing. Um, I-, I can only put it into that. I mean, when you hear it, you're going to be like, oh yeah, this sounds like all those laid back, female driven sounding and so indie I cry artists. Sometimes when I'm lying <laughs> I don't know why you go to that one. I don't know why you go to Four Non Blondes. Laid back, laid back anti war song. I'm just saying more of like the things that we're used to listening to, like the Haley Williams ah. solo stuff, the Julian Bakers without all sad the suicide music. stuff. Yeah, the sad girl kind of thing. So um, they had a self titled album in 2007 and an album called infinite light in 2009. Um, the opening track on infinite light called Antonia Jane is the track that ends up on the B sides album. Again, great track. I like Brian Fallon's version better. These first two albums were kind of boring. I felt so you like it better when a man takes a, takes a woman's music and does it better. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's a moment on each album where the man shows up (laughs) and sings a song. And I'm just like, thank you. Thank you for changing it up. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) So, um, no, it's just the, the, the albums three and four that they did that I'm listening to now, uh, seem to be much more enjoyable thus far, but I don't have a full well-rounded view on them and don't get them mistaken for the 
My Little Pony character called Lightning Dust. Um, I've had to weed <laughs> through the a, internet someone's a fan. around that. <laughs> Someone out there is a fan of this band. Right. Bronies. Bronies. <laughs> like this band. So this band is kind of like a side project um, of Amber Weber and Joshua Wells, who are both members of a band called Black Mountain, which I don't know if you're familiar with, but apparently they are a Canadian psychedelic rock band from Vancouver. Don't believe I've ever heard had. of them. So they've had like five albums through the years. And so I would imagine that band sounds nothing like lightning dust does. And I don't know if I want to listen to them too much, but you know, just I throw that out there. Interesting. You've just been like darting and diving into like so many different things. I'm never going to let you take a break ever again. And and that's where I'm like, I like even other random bands where I'm like, Oh, I listened to that one album from that band back in like 2003. It was pretty good. Should Mm -hmm. I listen to their other six albums? Nah, (laughs) I just can't bring myself to do it anymore. (laughs) Well, it's at least cool that you, you, you step outside of the music that you normally listen to and like check out all these like other cool, interesting projects just because a a songwriter that you like did a cover of it, you know? (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was seriously because I I had no no other things to listen to. Mm-hmm. I, I I finished up Nickelback, Mike, and you have a lot to catch up on. Unfortunately, folks, <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah, skinny. Okay, yeah, congratulations, Mike. Whatever, wedding, blah blah blah. Oh, Mike. Oh, Adam. I'm glad you're feeling better. Okay, yeah, whatever. I know what you're thinking, Thank you. folks. I know what you're thinking. Where are the Nickelback reviews? Where yeah. is Reload? by metallica (laughs) well folks you've waited long enough almost two hours of waiting here we go six weeks and two hours (laughs) waiting this whole time (laughs) right you can wait a little bit longer for the nickelback but you know what let's go into reload 1997's reload now i told you mike don't listen to it now told you (laughs) when we last left off six weeks six plus weeks ago we checked out load you we checked out yes. uh, we checked out the uh, um oh crap what's his name james hetfield's load i just got james hetfield's <laughs> load all over me, right yeah it was pretty good it was a pretty good album it was an interesting <laughs> album you, they're doing different things baby and mm-hmm. you know not knowing what the premise of uh reload is you know this is like part of the same sessions right like yeah, yeah, this was th- these were all done at the same time, and they're only a year apart. So you're telling me, Adam, that like after this, the the huge financial and critical success of Load, there's just right. more Load. I get to hear critical. I don't know if it was critically successful. Can you hear the tone um, in my voice right now when I say <laughs> critical success? <laughs> give me fuel. Give me fire. Give me that which I desire. Let's start right there. This album starts like off with the song Fuel, which is yeah, every NASCAR big fan's biggest <laughs> most boner. boner song ever. Mm-hmm. And it's I like that song. <laughs> I like the song really for the dopiness of it, but it's def you know it's four minutes thirty seconds. It's definitely three minutes and thirty seconds a little too long, right? I I, I, I love the need... dynamics. I love the dynamics of Lars's drumming on there. It's pretty cool during the solo. You know, he he that that was a the, I saw them play that song on SNL back in ninety seven or something, and that was maybe one of the first times I saw like them 
live-ish. And I was just like, (gasps) Would you like to hear a story of my first time hearing the song Fuel by Metallica? Yes. Yes, I would. Leading up to the uh, (laughs) release of uh, Saint Anger, uh, MTV... Uh, did a Metallica special like, oh, let's 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 celebrate one of the biggest rock bands in the world. They paved the way for metal and you know change in music forever. Wait, I mean, which they did, right? But or were they which they helped do, right? So yes, uh, so they did this whole big you know uh, arena event for bands. Icon, icon. MTV's Icon they, Award. Yeah, yes. I couldn't remember the name what it was, but uh, yeah, Metallica. Who was played in the Fuel, Mike? Avril Who played Fuel. Levigne. <laughs> Did the song <laughs> Fuel. And this is during her Why'd skater. You have to go and make things so complicated. And this is when first hit the scene. So she was in her baggy yeah. carpenter pants with the yep. with the with the white skater and the and the black tie, right? So like she yep. she's on stage and her band backing band is doing their best. <laughs> They're doing their best. Doing she their had best. a good backing band at that point. Yeah, yeah. That, they, that, she had that band for the first three albums. And that band was pretty good when you listen to those first three albums. So, you know, I'm, I'm watching this, you know, thinking, because I was at the age at the time, like, oh, I should start getting more into metal music because I'm a cool uh, kid. Son, 16-ish. Yes. Yeah, roughly like that. So, so you know, seeing my shock as Afro Levine <laughs> is, again, doing her best. Where she's... <laughs> Yeah, and then her back and be like, dang, and then and then the and the director is doing his best. The director of the show is doing his best to like going back and forth between the band and watching Lars Ulrich like play drums on his lap, like hey, and he's like tapping his, he's tapping his lap. He 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 created the song. He did right. He did. He should be the only one allowed to air drum to that. But like in all reality, no, he's air he's air drumming. He's got this dopey look on his face. Like he's at his kids <laughs> fucking like Christmas yep. recital. Like he's like, right. You know, jingle he practically bells, was jingle bells. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so that was my introduction to the song fuel by uh, Metallica. Oh, that's awful. I, I would have much rather you heard it in 97 when it was like new <laughs> right. and cool. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to anyway. Uh, so now okay. here we, here we are now. Uh, how many years on is this? This is 20, 20 years, 25 yes. years on. From the song? since the album came out. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying since the MTV Icon Awards. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, twenty years. But uh, anyway, so Fuel is a fine song, right? It's, it's okay. It's, it's, like it, it is what it is. It's probably when that my one favorite would, song on this album, which isn't saying much. When that one would come on the butt rock radio station, I'd be like, I can listen to this song yeah. and not want to change the channel. It's got a it's it's got a dopiness to it, which I think at this point Metallica is just kind of fully embraced, right? Like mm-hmm. they're not afraid to write songs for NASCAR. You know, this is this is definitely like, you know. Yeah, I mean, NASCAR definitely came to them. Right. Absolutely. I don't know if they were writing for NASCAR, but no, no, I, I, I didn't mean the same. I didn't mean mean it for it to sound like they wrote this for NASCAR. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, and James Heffield is like a huge muscle car guy. Yeah, and if you watch, well, if you so. watch the music video for this dopey fucking song, it's all close ups of muscle cars and stuff like that. Oh, and, I've never seen it. And James Hetfield okay. is tiny little wraparound like glasses like like mugging the oh. camera like mm, james you're okay. like her <laughs> it's like but he's like trying to be handsome and he's not like traditionally handsome right right so anyway. he's 35 years old his he, he's he's past his peak of handsome <laughs> true, true yeah so adam i don't like this album at all like not okay. even like a little bit okay now i mean for me it's like 
four tracks that I can enjoy. This album and is three of them are the singles. Way too hard. Yeah. I, I like the Unforgiven too. Like that's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. I like the Memory Remains. That was like the first single I remember being like, "Wow, this is so interesting for With them." Mary and Faithful. Was, right. Yes. That's I, interesting. I, I thought that was. Yeah, this is interesting. Like with, her, <laughs> with her frighteningly haunting background vocals in there, I was just like, wow, this is like Metallica's pushing the envelope. Again, remember, I was 17. But right. <laughs> yeah. And, but and again, I, like, I, there, I still like that song. This was during the sessions of when they were trying to try different things and push the envelope mm-hmm. even further and, you know, step outside of their comfort zone. And like, mm-hmm. while I applauded it in load, because you can tell that there's a, I, maybe just the songs that they chose for that album were like, there's like a sincerity to it. Like mm-hmm. this one just fe- this one feels like B sides, mm-hmm, fuel definitely. included. Like fuel is probably their best song. It's one of the most famous songs, of course. But this feels like a collection of B sides, and it's mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not very successful, at yeah, least for me. It was like all the B sides, and then like here's three songs that that'll be big singles for us mm-hmm. that maybe were t- kind of tacked on there. I don't know if they were written during the process or not, mm-hmm. um, but they really those songs definitely stand out from where the rest of the album goes after track four. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh my god, there's like 76 minutes here and track. By the time you get to track four, you're already like 20 minutes in, so it's like 50 minutes of just. Ew. So like midway through the week, right? I'm a little checked out at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I, I understand. I went back and listened to Injustice for All. Fuck. Oh, okay. Still holds up. Still holds wow. up, dude. <laughs> that's that's uh-huh. a big jump. I, I, even though, yeah, that was like only three albums prior. No, I know. And different it's, it's vibe. crazy how, how, uh, how far they took their music, right? So it might be a case of just like the band just was a little was reaching a little too far outside of mm-hmm. what they are good at but um, well yeah and by that point i don't know if they really knew that they were going to become as ginormously huge as they ended up getting mm-hmm. so it's just like what do we do now there's like we've run out of ideas <laughs> we can't be bigger than we already are now right and so. that wasn't that was their attempt to be bigger and to mm-hmm. court the main well and that's and and that's where like the whole symphony album DVD came in, which was another one of my first in- introductions to them. That, w- that was where I heard like master of puppets for the first time was after getting that DVD and just being like, wow, this was kind of cool. But like, even when you watch like the little documentary that's within that DVD, like that's what they're saying. We're like, we really needed to just do something like the only other thing we can do is like Metallica in space and we're not there yet. <laughs> so let's try this. So that's- And eventually they did like, like Metallica in Antarctica at some point in yeah, the late aughts or something yeah. <laughs> or 2012 ish. Bringing climate change to the last continent. That the- oh, I know. Not- <laughs> but uh, yeah. And that's, and that's where Lars was like, Hey, you know what sounds great when I don't put the rat, the, the, the snare wire on my snare drum, let's see how that goes for an album. Mm. So I thought, I think that sounds cool. No, it, it doesn't. It, wasn't. it sounds like you're playing in a <laughs> so, junkyard. Right. But, uh, yeah. So we all know St. Anger and, I mean, if you don't know Death Magnetic, you can skip it. Hardwired Self-Destruct is their attempt at trying Not to, good. Like, you know, recapture that old magic. But it, it doesn't. All those albums are incredibly heavy and nothing like what Load and Reload were trying to be, but also right. like missing the mark completely on like being good albums. Right. I don't know. I, and, I, and again, I re-listened to those three like, and just like. It's treading old ground, but in a, but in a, it's almost cynical way. Like there's a cynicism mm-hmm. to at least death magnetic and hardwired. 
So, so it's like, yeah. you, and you can hear it, right? You, but you know, with Kill 'Em All and Ride the Lightning and Master Puppets and Justice for All and even the Black Album, right? You can tell mm-hmm. that this is like their their authentic selves trying to write the music that they're great at, and they're trying to push mm-hmm. the boundaries by combining like these interesting rock genres together, and then you know. They were trying to do that again with Load, but with more mainstream sounds. And Reload mm-hmm. is just the fucking junk of that. <laughs> if I can be cynical about it, right? So Insane Anger is is a hard zero for hard, me. Like, yeah, I, I re-listened to that one. I even oh. tried to find YouTube videos of it with like better drums, and it it just didn't do so well. Still, <laughs> like yeah. that was just a flat out like cruel hand and saint anger those are those are zeros yeah saint anger is (laughs) is is an is an experience so wow now and i can remember being so excited for that one too because like kcal was like we're gonna play saint anger on mandatory metallica tonight (laughs) and you guys can listen in and listen to the full album straight through you don't have we we all did to listen to it (laughs) we all did and we were just like Okay, so I will not be <laughs> stepping into those latter three uh, Metallica albums. I no. listen to it's them. Like and Death, Death Magnetic is such a like try to step backwards. Like you can hear so many elements. Like there's an instrumental track on there that tries to harken back to to Orion. Um, you know all all the the song structure stuff that they already did, and they tried to redo to lesser good extent. I mean, it's probably the best of the three later albums after Reload, but mm-hmm. it's it's still not very fun yeah, to listen that's, to. Yeah, that's not saying much, but uh, yeah, yeah, I've I've officially listened to all of Metallica's studio albums. <sighs> I'm very proud of you, Mike. And now you're like done with my super best friends list. I I, I can't. Also, the only other thing I could think of throwing in there would be Lucero at this point, since I enjoyed them so much mm-hmm. and. I think you might enjoy them to some extent, well, but I'll you, you definitely don't have to. But if you, I was going to feel like you can, I was going like to ask tw- you if you could review my application that I, that I just emailed to you oh, for super yes. best friend. And uh, yes, cause I've, I've been waiting like six weeks for that. Okay. I'll review it as soon as I uh, look at it here. I'm, you know, with the way the bets are going this year, I'm, I'm hashing out my song <laughs> ideas, you know, and so is Dawn. Dawn has a lot of ideas too. Oh, fine. Nice. <laughs> and she won't shut up about them, but <laughs> folks, it's the moment you've been waiting for. That's right. Yes. Another rendition of, I don't have any in front of me, but like Chad's album reviews. <laughs> I don't have any quotes in front of me. So, here and now, 2011. Yes, I've heard of that. I album. feel like, first things first, I feel like this is the beginning of the industry as a whole and also society as a whole not giving a fuck about Nickelback anymore. Does that sound accurate? I think so. This is kind of where their album sales started going down, I believe. There's no gigantic hit off of this like in the previous no, albums I've, at least I none that i recognize nothing. right this is their seventh album and but oh my god it was i mean so much of this book <laughs> i mean all the right reasons had 18 million worldwide sold right dark horse five million here and now two million Ooh. so we're we're moving down and then no fixed address uh yeah but you also have to consider like 500. You also have to consider the time that this came out too. Like this is around mm-hmm. the transition of CDs to streaming. So I wonder if those right. numbers are reflective of streaming as well. 
but uh, so just it's keep hard that in mind. to tell. Yeah. Yes. But, um, but I'd like to believe it's not because who's going to be like, oh man, I need to go on the dark web and get that new Nickelback album. Mm-hmm. So I just thought, I, I just, <laughs> dark. <laughs> so you know how I just said, I, I, I like nothing from reload essentially. Yes. Um, I'm about there with uh, here and now. So no, there's, there's, I think I picked out one track. That was okay, and I think it was the "When We Stand Together" track. Oh fuck you, Adam! <laughs> I, fuck I, that! I song. thought that was an okay chorus. What? I thought it was an okay chorus. We stand together. Come on, right. bullshit! <laughs> I'm just saying, it was a decent song. No, it wasn't. It was one track out of what eleven. Adam, I think you were mistaken. That what? wasn't a good song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But uh, yeah, dude, like it's it starts off with this fucking pro war song. <laughs> what? Yeah, what do I it's make like, of this song? It's it's like we're gonna it's 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 almost as bad as that. Like we're this gonna is, put a boot in is, your ass. This is the American way bullshit. Right, and it was like a hey, Obama's taken over. Let's write a song about oh it and how God. how angry we are, Urgh. and then. <laughs> And then by feed the machine, it's like a you guys are Canadian. What the get the fuck out of our <laughs> politics? <laughs> um, but you gotta love that. Gotta get me some track. Mm, gotta That's get me favorite song. song. I love sex, dude. I love <laughs> boning and treating women like they only exist for my boner. And then the next track, this is your lullaby. <laughs> <laughs> this is like creatively bankrupt the album like they are yes. they are they are really going on fumes on this one like it's like they've done these songs before they've done these riffs before like it's it, it creative creatively there's nothing interesting in this album at this point and like i think what we're two what albums on now with this with, with this <clears throat> kind of like in in this sort of era of nickelback where they just don't really have any interesting ideas anymore right i mean he wrote a song about um, you and me sitting in a tree. Yeah. F U C K I N G. I mean, like, like, I mean, that's just brilliant. That's clever <laughs> because did you know the word kissing and the word fucking both have the same amount of letters in them, and they both end they with I N G. So it's clever, Adam. I don't think you understand how clever it is. But the the Amazon version that I listened to bleeps out the first two letters of that i was just like what the, what the hell <laughs> but what could it what, what could it possibly be Picking? i know like p-i-c-k-i-n-g right something like that so well be prepared for the rest of the album oh, <laughs> the rest of the God. album's coming up does it get worse than this <laughs> it, it doesn't get better i'll put it that way shit I mean, get them up, Mike. Get them up on no fixed address. You're going to have a fun time with that one. No fixed address. Let's see. Uh, and then we got Feed the Machine 2017. What do we got here? Let's, let me see if there's anything I can. Two minutes. Go away. <laughs> Million and feed the Machine doesn't make. Feed the Machine doesn't make any sense, but he's writing his sad Avril Lavigne songs on that one. Oh, so that's yeah. What... This is the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so God. yeah the track home and then the betrayal act three whatever that whatever Ooh. that means. <laughs> suddenly it became the betrayal avenged sevenfold <laughs> <laughs> the betrayal act one is the closing track and it's the instrumental version of that song um, so okay that's, cool. that's weird 
<laughs> yeah, so two more so, weeks of this fucking a, garbage. But uh, why didn't you just get him out of the way during the hiatus, Mike? Because could have I been was done busy on happy shit. Okay, let okay, me be happy okay. for once in my goddamn life, Fine. Adam. Well, I gotta <laughs> get out of here now and be happy for once in my life with my lousy family, folks. Thank so, you for checking out the Skinny with Mike and Adam episode four hundred one. We've got a Discord invite in the description of this episode below. We'd love to have you there to chatting with us in between episodes and. Speaking of episodes, the next five episodes is, of course, the Gaslight Anthem retrospective. We're not doing just one episode. We're not just doing two episodes. We're not doing six episodes. <laughs> We're doing five episodes, one for each of their studio albums to celebrate the band's return and uh, all the excitement that goes along with that, all the speculation about what we're going to get in the future. There's four songs out there, at folks. What are those four songs? I can't wait to hear those four songs. I'm sure they're great. I hope they're great. I hope they're they're not great. Oh my God. It's going to be the end of my life. But let's, uh, let's go ahead and close out the end of this episode. So Adam doesn't get in trouble from his family for my co-host, Adam. I am your co-host, Mike. And like we're saying, when when we are so happy for the last six weeks, but I'm, I I miss the show so much. Stop getting sick. (laughs) <laughs> yeah stop poking Please, at everybody apple. stop making me sick this is the it's a podcast without the podcast i just do nothing but get sick the podcast is the so only sad. thing keeping your immune system awake and, yeah. and alert <laughs> yeah it's keeping me wanting to stay creative like as soon as i knew the show was coming back i was like hey i got ideas for creative things he <laughs> <laughs> he <laughs> i'm the only one that finds them funny he <laughs> <laughs> see you with the gaslight folks <laughs> <laughs>